Hey, welcome to Banter and Such. I'm Brando. And I'm Owen. And today we are talking about Kick-Ass Christmas Movies! And for this episode, we had to get the most amazing kick-ass people that we know. Oh, yes. And honestly, I am so stoked to have these people on this episode. Best guests ever. Ever. Yeah. It is Brando and Owen. I'm Owen. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah, man, I've been wanting to get on this uh, podcast for so long. <laughs> it's another bro episode. It's a 100 Me and my homie. <laughs> All right, let's get to some BS. Okay, Brando, show us your receipts. Why are you on this episode? I, I, because I showed up with, with Twisted Tea, that's why. Yes, you did. You did bring the Twisted Teas yet again, and I absolutely love it. Dude, I love how like when we were like coming up with ideas, we were like, oh, we can do this. Oh, we can talk about this. When we were talking about like unconventional Christmas movies, and of course, we were like, we have to talk about Die Hard. Die Hard. You know, everyone, yeah. everyone's, talking about, but every, you know, everyone's talking about, like, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Obviously, yes. It, it is not only a Christmas movie. Yeah. It is the greatest Christmas movie ever made. Inarguably. I mean, honestly, I know in the comedy episode we talked about Home Alone, but Home Alone's up there. That's It's also one of the best Christmas movies yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. But when you talk like the ultimate, the pivotal, like the most amazing, <laughs> it's, it's Die Hard. It captures the Christmas spirit unlike any other Christmas movie there is. Well, what's funny is like as we were talking about it, you know, and then we were talking about like other like action Christmas movies. Yeah. Die um, Hard 2, Die Hard 3. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't think any. Well, Die Hard Two takes place in this. In uh, it's snowy, I don't know if it's Christmas uh, it's, time. It's it's Christmas time, but it's on an airplane. Yeah, yeah. And of course, Die Hard Three, which is Die Hard with a Vengeance. Die Hard with a Vengeance, which yeah. is uh, actually good. It's very good. Yeah. Like those two, the first Die Hard and Die Hard with a Vengeance are good. But what my point was, we cut. We you know we we kept thinking of other like movies that fit this this bill, and like you you there's a lot out there, like more yeah. than people would think. Where like it literally is, and it's not just oh. Christmas happens in it. It's like, no, Christmas is a part of the movie in yeah. some way. For, no, yeah. for all three of these movies today that we're going to be talking about, it is Christmas is the whole entire point of it. But I guess, I mean, if we're going to go in order, though, yeah. I guess Die Hard would be the first Die Hard. one, right? So today, before we get into that, today the three movies – oh, sorry, hold on. Twisted T Burp is coming. There it is. That's uh, ah, there we so go. classy. Yeah, right into the microphone. <laughs> Can you smell that at home? Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, Everyone so- <laughs> with like earbuds in, they're like, ooh. Oh God. <laughs> I'm, they're they're yeah. cooking with their Alexa playing. And Don't they're like, lie. Dude. You're into my burp ASMR. <laughs> Burping ASMR. That's how I described Silo Tread. I was mm. like, if you're into like creepy ass ASMR. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so the three movies that we are talking about today in motherfucking order is going to be Die Hard. Yeah. Batman Returns. What? And just like last week, we're going to throw in a newer movie that probably majority of people have not seen but should. Mm-hmm. Fat Man. No one has seen that nobody movie. Nobody has seen that movie. <laughs> I know nobody who has besides Puck and myself and yeah, now you. Now I see it. But Puck and I... <laughs> Only watched it because he was living with me at the time. And we watched it together at like 3 a.m. one night. It was great. (laughs) 
So first of all, Die Hard. Okay, man. Here's uh, I I want to say this is not a controversial opinion, but a lot of my opinions do end up being controversial. Okay. But I don't think this one is. I honestly, and I'm like straight-faced, unironically, can say I think Die Hard is a good contender for being the best action movie of all time. I'm uh, Yes. I mean, I'm trying to think of... If you were to put, if you were to say what movie is the best action movie of all time, I think you can make a legitimate case for Die Hard. I mean, I would think like Terminator 2. Yeah, so Terminator 2, John Wick. Yeah, or like like Mission Impossible 5 I thought was really, uh, really good. Was that the last one? Yeah, with, with Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill. Was that yeah. 5? Uh-huh, I think so. No, I think that's 6. Well, Fall, it's Fallout. It was the Mission latest one. Fallout. Yeah, yeah, the latest one. Yeah. Uh, also up there, yeah, John Wick. I mean, I mean honestly, I, you're not wrong. Of all of the movies, though, that you, we did just list for like best action movie of all time, it's this movie Die Hard was one of the most influential movies of all time in oh, my yeah. opinion because what there's another really good action movie The Raid Redemption which is basically just yes. a, a yes. uh a, like kung fu martial arts mm-hmm. version of Die Hard uh, but this well, it's, movie well it's where he gets you're trapped in the building in one building and you got to fight well then they they talked about that with the Judge Dredd movie also Dredd yeah um with what's his name in it uh, uh Carl Urban Carl Urban and and Dredd where it was the same thing it was like raid redemption mm-hmm. which is it's it's a diehard it's its own genre yes in fact with it's always sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> did a diehard episode they did a diehard and you it? know what that is cuz <laughs> Frank fucking Frank Danny DeVito <laughs> In his tank top, crawling <laughs> through the 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 ducks. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and it's it's always the duck scene, and it's always you know pulling out the Zippo lighter. Yeah. 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 Come on down, have a few laughs. Yeah, we're gonna have a party. <laughs> yeah. Or, or the scene like f- where you're dropping the villain from the top. You oh know, yeah. And he's uh, falling from oh, the top. Man. Yeah. That's a that's classic. Classic. That, where the villain falls from the top of the building. And we're also um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Always talks about Die Hard. Oh yeah, yeah of course. And they've done a oh, bunch yeah. of like Die Hard S style stuff too. But that's what I was saying is, you know, when you really think about how influential Die Hard has been on so many different action movies and just the action genre as a whole, it is insane for a movie that was against all odds and probably we're lucky that actually got made. Oh yeah, it was it was because uh, it was a book and. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, the book has almost nothing to do with the movie. Well, it's, it's just the whole rights yeah. thing. Yeah, because this this guy owned this rights, and he was going to be in it, and and this studio owned it, and it was it was just a big fucking mess. Yeah, it was just in like a, a legality hell. Yeah, yeah, for years, for for the longest time, and then when they took it and then adapted it into something spectacular. Yeah. I mean, it really is spectacular. I mean, this this movie is like. Um, I mean, the whole concept of being in this skyscraper and one, you're in this enclosed location, you Mm -hmm. know, but also like, so they, they have all fun with that. You're trapped in this place. You can't just go wherever, but they also have fun with like, you know, you're in a skyscraper. So they do stuff up on the roof (laughs) and there's like, there's a lot of like fear of heights stuff in this, Oh yeah, but not cheesy stuff where it's like. I don't know. I don't. It works for me. Like everything that, that I mean, happens. There's works. a lot of cheesy stuff in this where he like ties the fire hose to himself yes! and then like just dive bombs off the ah! road. <laughs> and he's screaming and it's exploding <laughs> behind him, right? That was the helicopter crashing yeah. behind him, right? Mm-hmm. Was it? Or was it the explosives going off? Uh, it was. Exp- uh, it's that same scene. Yeah, yeah the same. The same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's just, but just that's iconic. This is screaming as he's running oh, off. Man. Oh, my gosh. And then, of course. 
you're swinging and you swing into the the window, and but you have it, ketchup all over your feet, covered in ketchup. <laughs> But it's a reinforced window, so you got to like sh- shoot it, blast it open with your gun, and swing in, and then the rope is now falling behind you. Oh, get Shit. it off real oh quick! Oh my god! It's just fucking classic. It's man. a great. I mean, just every single scene in this movie is super iconic, from the start of it all the way to the end of it. I mean, it's just one of those fucking movies where it's like, yeah. But it's campy. It's a serious movie, but they joke around with a lot of fun tropes. Like one of my favorite things, and I didn't notice this until maybe. Five, six years ago. But there's this scene when the SWAT are first coming in. It's yeah. like, you know, you know, you know when to pray, you know when to sh- or you know when to shut up and you know when to pray. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh and the SWAT is coming in. Like they got the SWAT officers running through thorn bushes, like oh. rose bushes, and one of them like it nicks his hands like, ow. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? It was perfect. They really did show the incompetence of kind of the bureaucracy of the police oh, and man. the SWAT and all that stuff. Yeah. Even the FBI, they, they were all. But but see that that's where it, play, uh, it, it kind of juxtaposes where John McClane he's a he's a salt of the earth kind of guy. You know, I mean, he's a guy who he's on the streets. He's a cop from the streets. Uh, I don't want to. I want to say salt of the earth. I mean, he was an asshole. That was a whole entire thing that was going on between. But, but him he's and his he's wife. like a blue collar guy. Oh, you okay, know what I mean? Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's like your every man, and he knows how things are. You know what I mean? These bureaucrats with their fucking suits, the John- Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, yeah. They are out of touch. They don't know. But John McClane, he knows what's going. And same thing with uh, Al. You know, the yeah. cop. Yes, yeah, he's, he's a regular old guy. He knows what's up. Yeah, but which is fun. They they show the juxtaposition of that. Like people who are kind of out of touch, but it's your regular, your everyman, and it's they know what's going. They do on. such a good job of it's a buddy cop flick. Oh yeah, but yeah. they never meet until the last five seconds. But it's like they have that connection right away, which is just again fantastic. When the villain gets back up off the ground, <laughs> and the one cop who hasn't shot his gun since that tragedy uh. six years ago, boom, boom. And, you know, it's like, oh, oh, it's it's just, this is what the last action hero parodied years later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stuff like this. But, but with, you know what? That brings up a good point. People don't realize, here's here's the coolest thing I, I like about it, um, is this came out, people don't realize this, this came out in the era of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone, Stallone yep. and Jean-Claude Van Damme. The, the action heroes at this time were buff, larger than life looking yep. muscle dudes. You know what I mean? And 100%. When, when they hired Bruce Willis to be the action star hero, people don't understand. He came from this show called Moonlighting. It, he was never an action hero. He he, was, it was a romance. It was yeah. an office romance show, and it was kind of a comedy. And he's not a, he wasn't a good looking guy. Bruce Willis is not a good looking Whoa. guy. Whoa. I mean, Whoa. come on now. Compared to the square jawed, you know, Arnold. And well, I guess Sylvester Stallone's not a good look. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna say of all of them. I mean, Jean Claude Van Damme, he's always, pretty. Yeah, he's always good. and forever. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Arnold's a good looking guy. You know, eh, I, I mean, honestly, of all of them, though, Bruce Willis looks the best today of all of them. Yeah, well, I mean, they've aged differently. Yeah. But my point was, at the time, he wasn't just the big, muscly, buff dude. You know, and and he he was kind of your office nerd. Yeah. And when they hired him, everyone was like, what the hell? Bruce Willis is going to be the action hero? But that's what worked with. That was the whole point mm-hmm. of the character is that he's not an action hero. He's just a regular ass cop who's who's using his wit and and his just tenacity to defeat the villains. Yeah. Yep. You know, and that's what's cool about. And the whole and he keeps getting his ass kicked throughout oh, the movie. The, the entire movie. Yeah. Dude, the amount of damage that this guy takes is absolutely insane. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. just one thing after the next. I mean, from 
you know, having to jump off the skyscraper a couple times, getting shot at, uh, falling down the air duct and catching himself, the glass in the feet. I mean, all oh, the explosions with the with the glass in the feet. Uh, yeah, and all the punches he has to take too. I mean. The dude just keeps on going, and that's yeah. fantastic. But that's what kind of goes into what you're saying, like the everyday man. It yeah. kind of makes it because he's not a martial artist. You know, he's not like some FBI, CIA, like Secret Service guy. He's just a, a cop from New York. Oh yeah, and I love it. I love how they bring in your classic '80s uh, coked out executive. Oh, Hans, booby, booby, booby. Hey, <laughs> I'm uh, your man. <laughs> and he thinks he's the shit. shit. And just Hans Gruber is not having it. <laughs> oh, I fucking love that guy. Uh, what's it? Um, was that a uh, Chet? Is Chet. It, I don't yeah. Know, I don't even know his name. Chet seems like an appropriate name for uh, him. Let's see here. Where the fuck is he on IMDb? Why is he not? And he had like, oh, what's uh, uh, McLean's Ellis. wife? Ellis. Ellis. Yeah. Oh, she's like, don't, 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 don't work. Don't, These guys are dangerous. dangerous. No, yeah. I got it. I closed million dollar deals before breakfast. <laughs> I think it's I can like, handle these guys. Yeah, it's like, all right, man. That, yeah. This is wonderful, so, yeah. wonderful cliche. Put down the gun. This is radio, not television. <laughs> yeah, and he just, pow, blasts him. Oh, man. Oh. Damn it, Ellis. Tell him you don't know me. Well, they do that. They they do a great job at showing how the terrorists are dangerous. Like, they will fucking kill you. You know what I mean? This oh, is not yeah. a PG-13 movie. They they will blast you, man. And they do a few times. <laughs> and it's, it's fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, it's... There's just so many things. I mean, honestly, like it's a it's a saying in my family. It's not cri- Christmas until we see Hans Gruber fall from the Nakatomi Tower. Nice, yeah. nice. It's like hey, it's not Christmas yet, and okay, now it is. Well, you know, there's that that classic you know bit of trivia there that uh, I don't have for later because I wanted to mention it now. But uh, when uh, fucking Hans Gruber, he's hanging there, mm-hmm. and he's literally hanging like 40 feet above the ground. Oh, I know what you're about to yeah. say. And he's in a harness, mm-hmm. and they're going to drop him, and he drops. I mean, this is a, it's like a 40, this is like a four or five-story yeah. drop. I mean, it's no joke, right? And um, the director counts down from three, two, one, or whatever, and on two is when they release it's, the latch. And so that reaction you get yeah. from uh, Alan Rickman and his like fear in his eyes is true. Oh, it's legit. He was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> which, by the way, Alan Rickman, man. first ever movie. This was this was his first movie, really uh, American movie. I, I mean, he was Broadway and British television I was for a long time. Just about to say, was he a stage actor before? Yeah, this? in yeah. all in England. I think this is really is. I think his first m- actual movie. Yeah, he and he and he sells it, Let me man. Check this. I mean, this guy. I mean, of all the things Alan Rickman has done, I mean, okay, so let's let's go through Alan Rickman alone. So we got Die Hard, right? Uh, he was a sheriff in Nottingham in Robin Hood. Dude, fucking yes, dude. That that movie too. It's man. just a great one. Um, what else? He, I mean, Severus Snape. That's uh, his big one. His that's his Snape, big one. That, you know, that's yeah, the biggest. Uh, Sweeney Todd. He was a judge. Oh, judge okay. Turpin and Sweeney Todd. Galaxy Quest. Oh, Bagratha's <laughs> hammer. Oh man, yeah, he was yeah. great in, in Galaxy Quest. Quest yeah, I mean, but he's been in a Love lot Actually. Of stuff. I mean, yeah, he's oh in yeah, a bunch Love of stuff. Actually. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, what did he play in that? He was like a regular person, wasn't he? Harry. Yeah, I think yeah. he was like a regular. It's, which is odd. You don't actually see. He doesn't often play a regular person. Yeah. He's usually some larger than life character. And of course, he was Megatron in, or, uh, yeah, Metatron. Sorry, not Megatron. <laughs> Metatron in Dogma. 
Oh, one of the angels or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, where he shoots tequila but has to spit it back out because it's because it's illegal. It's a sin for oh, angels. He's to an drink. angel. Yeah. <laughs> he can't drink. Man, I haven't seen that movie in a long time, dude. It holds up. It's still pretty good. Alan Rickman is good. Like, it's so funny that you mention uh, uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh yeah, with Kevin Costner mm-hmm. in the most famous British character <laughs> of all time with a fucking Chicago accent. <laughs> Which is I mean, the Russell Crowe hood didn't do yeah, much better. Yeah. But, well, it's a great movie. It's a legitimately, there's mm-hmm. some legitimately fun stuff. But Alan Rickman is the best part of that movie because he's just this larger than life villain. He's so over the top. I mean, but it's the same thing in Die Hard where it's like, dude, you're a fucking great villain, yeah. man. Gosh. They, and the, his voice. Oh, yeah. Give me the detonators. When oh oh when he actually meets McLean and oh, he yeah. puts on an American accent, yeah. Bill Clay, yeah. yeah, Bill Clay, Clay, Clay. the way Clay, he's Clay. <laughs> what was it and how did he got him? He got the way he holds a cigarette or something like he holds it the way a German person would hold it as opposed to an American. Oh, I didn't. I never noticed that. Yeah, there's something about it where like an American will hold it between your two f- uh, fingers, mm-hmm. but he holds it with his thumb and his finger. And oh, okay. like, well, I, I, there was something to that where I can't remember what it was, oh, but I'll, I mean, that's how I, I actually do that a lot when I smoke occasionally. Oh, I see. I don't know. Maybe right. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, I don't know maybe. But that depends on what you're smoking. Too, yeah. Also so. true. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> I mean, it's a complete total side note, but uh, did you ever see Thomas Jane's Punisher? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a scene when uh, Mark Cawley, the uh, famous country singer. Uh, comes in and he sings, like pulls out his guitar and like sings uh-huh. a song to him called In Time. Uh-huh. He lights a cigarette and he puts it in his mouth and then he pulls it out with his pinky and ring finger and that's stuck with me forever. So occasionally <laughs> I'll just be like sitting there like talking to somebody <laughs> and I'll just and pull it out like that. I'm like, I am such a badass. That is super weird and for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> There's no reason you can't use your pinky and ring finger, yeah. but also don't use your <laughs> pinky and ring finger because that's weird, man. Yeah, anyways, die hard. <laughs> All right, I'm going to rip this right oh, here. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. You're already... Oh, oh yeah, John boy. Yeah, I had my family Christmas party earlier mm. today, and I had a few drinks there. Good for you. And uh, But I also had a lot of food there, so yeah. I offset. I am full of macaroni and cheese right oh, now. Oh, man, I'm so jealous. Was it Blue Box? <laughs> homemade, baby. Sarah made it. That's not... Blue Box is always the best. No, no, no. Oh, home... Sarah, homemade uh, mac and cheese is... Is amazing, oh, dude. Dang. Okay, it's well, amazing. But, but anyway, like it's just I, I, I legitimately would put it up there, and it's got so much humor in it too. The whole like yippee kaye motherfucker fuck, thing. Oh man, which because he, he calls him what do you call him? Like Roy, not Roy Rogers or something. Was, That's one of my trivia questions. I'm yeah, not, so I'm not going to tell you. But but he, but he's like, he, you know he's like oh you're an American cowboy yeah, yeah basically and he's like yippee kaye motherfucker and it was like dude that was cool man. Yeah. Uh, I actually I can sub out that. So what it is is he goes. Um, it's just another American who's seen too many movies as a child. Another orphan of the bankrupt culture who thinks he's John Wayne, mm. Rambo, Marshall, Dillon. And he goes, I'm always partial to Roy Rogers. That's what it was. Yeah. And then it's yippee ki yeah, And it's, I was partial to Roy Rogers. I liked his out, his fanciful outfits or whatever it is in the next line. And he's like, yippee Kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what is it that you told me earlier? Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> dude, when he um when he fucking kills that dude and puts him on the elevator. Oh, with all the C4? Yeah. Or dude. or is it that one or 
No, what's the one where like he kills a dude and he writes he writes uh, oh, ho, yeah. ho 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 that's right now I have a machine gun mm-hmm. in his blood it's like dude that was the it's, most it's, badass thing oh yeah. my god that's right he tapes um a computer to a, a roller chair with all the C four on it and drops that down yeah yeah that's how he does it so that scene that's the one because it was the cops when they were coming to uh, the tower, because he had mm. called 911, and the 911 people thought he was a prankster. Yeah. And he was like, no, I'm a cop yeah. from New York. And no like, shit, this- dumbass. You oh. think I'm ordering a pizza? Fucking perfect. They're like, excuse me, you've dialed 911. No <laughs> shit. Oh my gosh, dude. The frustration and comedy oh, in that man. was so... Per- but when the cops come by, and you're with him, he's screaming. He's like, no, oh. you got it. And then the cops are like, it's nothing. Thank Don't worry God. about it. And that's when he drops that C4 Right. No, he drops no, no, the he body. Drops the, he drops he, the body. Another body right. onto his on it. That's right. Yeah. He busts open the window yeah. with the chair mm-hmm. and then he throws the body out and it hits the cop car and the cop freaks out. And that line is I repeat it all the time. Okay. He's like, Welcome, Welcome to the party, pal. Because <laughs> the, the terrorists start shooting him so he doesn't get away too. And he's like, Oh shit, oh shit. And the cop's freaking out and he's like, Welcome to the party. party. Dude, oh, I man. I say that line so often like when people I, I have said that in so many scenarios like oh here we go here wait, we go wait 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 sorry sorry there's something i like to say to people quite a lot do it oh twist it deep <laughs> but there's been so many scenarios in my life where people are like holy shit dude this is a really big mess and i'm like welcome to, to the, the party, party pal <laughs> or people I, are like oh whoo this is really hard like yeah yeah no. man no <laughs> I love that line. I Dude, love it. It's so great because this is just another like we can spend the entire episode just quoting this movie because oh, there's yeah. so many good lines to this movie. And it's great because this is also another movie that was a little ahead of its time, I want to say, where it's a very like female positive movie as well. Like his wife, Holly, is a fucking badass. Well, she's the most competent of the executives there. Yeah. And yeah. it's when so when he kills uh, her boss, mm-hmm. it's like, and she walks up into the office, and Alan Rickman's like, like, oh yeah, who? It's like, who made you boss or something, whatever. And he's like, yeah. you did when you killed mine. Yeah, and yeah. Like, but she's that just line was badass, a too. fucking badass in that movie. And it's like you got Ellis, which we already talked about, which is just he's an idiot. He's a yeah. jerk off. He's a cokehead. That's yeah. what he is. He's yeah. just a fucking cokehead that thinks he can do anything. And it's just so great to see her just like stand up. To the terrorists, not giving a fuck. He's like, she's yeah. like, this is the plan. This is what you got to do. Like, get couches in here. Start taking this to the bathroom. Yeah. Like, all this She's stuff. organized. She's taking care of her people. Yeah. And all of this happened after the movie had demonstrated how deadly the terrorists are. Yep. And so, because it wasn't like, hey, she's going to speak up and then they start killing people. Because then, so it, it shows her courage. Mm-hmm. You know, she's courage to even speak up at all. And uh, that that just endears you to that character. You're like, man. So by the end, when she is that damsel in distress, you know, she's yeah. not just the damsel in distress. She's the hero who was taking care of her people upstairs. She's the one, the mm-hmm. leader. And you care about her. And not just as John McLean's wife. You know, No, like, but no, you are emotionally Holly. invested her. Yeah. Yeah, in her now. She was cool, man. Yeah. And, of course, the famous scene where, you know, uh, they've been shooting each other. <laughs> All movie long, you know. Uh, what I mean? He's got one bullet left. Two, yeah, two. Was it two? Yeah. Uh, it, but you know what I mean. Oh, that's right, because the other guy was there too. Yeah. It was, it's Han. He's got two bullets left in his gun, taped Dude, to his, his back. back. Just and that scene, and he's backlit because he, mm-hmm. he's like Hans. 
And Hans turns around, and Bruce Willis looks like a fucking zombie, man. Oh, man. He looks like he is so beat up. <laughs> Dude, and and that limp that he has is so iconic in like all those TV shows and movies that we talked about that yeah. always do. They always do the exact same thing where the, the, the MP5 is down at his waist, and he's like staggering. But man, talk about that. That scene when he's in the bathroom after he has the shootout with Hans, when he finally meets Hans for the oh, first yeah. time, yeah. and he's in the bathroom talking to Al, and he's like, pulling the shards of glass yeah. out of his feet. You can see it. And he has that heart to heart with Al is such a, it, it is a heart wrenching moment. Like you sit there, you hear that story of how and why Al is like, he's a beat. He's not a beat cop anymore. Yeah. He's like just a desk job. Yeah. And he has that. He's like, I killed a kid. He's got a tragic backstory. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. And yeah. you feel that moment and you then you got that moment. Then, you know, to the entire time of this movie, John McClane has been confident. He has been like, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to take these guys out. This is my job. And that's when he like breaks. And he's like, if I don't make it out of this, yeah. like, I'm starting to have a bad feeling. Yeah. Which is funny because the parallel to that is, you know, a couple minutes earlier, like, oh yeah, we like, there's a bet going on. It's like, put me down for 20. I'm good for it. Uh-huh. And then it flips into, I have a bad feeling. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's pulling that glass out of his feet too. That was... <sighs> Out of all the things that you could show in a movie, something about him running barefoot throughout this whole movie and running over glass and then having to pull it out later on, there's something that just gets you. You're just yeah. like, oh, he's injured. He's and injured. That, <laughs> he's, they make that a glass. point the whole movie, which is cool, because like the first time he kills a terrorist, you see him take off the shoes and line it up. To and see they're, if they're too small? Fit. They're too small. <laughs> and it's like trying to figure all that out. I mean, and that's it becomes this little inconvenient thing, right? But it ends up being something so pivotal that it yeah. f- like f- changes the battlefield and how he has to go about things yeah. because he doesn't have shoes. Dude, that's the thing Shoot about this. The glass. <laughs> yeah. She's sending him Fenster. Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool for me because I understand a little bit of German. So I love like trying to understand the German that they're seeing. But anyway, like like there that's another thing about this movie is like every single little thing in this movie is important mm-hmm. like even the background stuff like it, it's it plays a part in the story somehow this isn't just an action movie where the action is cool you know yeah. now i've seen plenty of movies where and that's why and that's fine where it's like dude that action was a badass yeah. but it's like dude everything else is also really interesting like al's backstory mm-hmm. it was interesting the bond between them as being like becoming bros over the radio was cool also the fact that john mcclean's trying to hide his identity yep. remember at first call me roy yeah yeah and then the whole when they out him and then they find out and so they don't the cops don't know if he's a real cop so they don't know to trust That's him same, yeah but al trusts him because he's got that hunch mm-hmm. you know and and blue collar you know guy to blue collar yeah. guy i get it <laughs> But then they out him and then they look him up and they're like, oh, he's legit. This is who he is. You know, everything with the FBI coming in and trying to take over and trying to cut the power. No. And then the Reminds me of Saigon. <laughs> yeah. You know, and just the stuff like when they're shooting the lights and Al's like, they're shooting, shooting the, the lights. lights. Oh, man. And then later on, the guy's like, oh, they're shooting at the lights. You know, it's just funny how like the 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 beat cops, they get it. Always before the the airheads, Ed, you yep. know, in their suits. Oh man, <laughs> they always know what's going on. First. And talking about that too, one of the things I've, I really like about this movie is, you know, John McClane is a cop from from New York. Yeah, and he does things a cop would do, like when he's in the elevator above it, right, and he's like peering down, spying on them. He's writing their names down. 
Oh yeah. And yeah. so he he's doing that like he's trying to figure things out. They show like investigation skills. Yeah. Where it's not like, oh, it's just, oh, well, it's like, no, he's doing things a cop would do, where he's yeah. like taking the notes, trying to remember things like cigarettes. Yeah, exactly. Well financed. Yeah. Well, I mean, if this was an Arnold movie, it would be about how Arnold's going to go kill them all. And how strong he is. He yeah. like, yeah, throws people through walls. And and that would be the, the fun of it. But the whole movie, he is trying to get the help. He's trying to like call 911. He's trying to get the police. He's trying to help the SWAT team. He's trying to, you know what I mean? The whole movie, he's not going in guns blazing. I'm going to mm-hmm. go kill all the terrorists and take him out by myself. That's an Arnold movie. Yeah. This movie is... Oh shit! I, I, this is going down. I need help, but I'm trapped because he's then, he's not tall. He's not buff. Like I mean, the, he definitely was a little muscular, but you know, yeah. comparative to the three that we talked about earlier, Stallone, Van Damme, and Schwarzenegger. Yeah, he's just an everyday schmuck. Yeah, yeah, and he's and he's not trying to take him on by himself. The only times he does take people on by himself is when he's forced to in the mm-hmm. circumstances. And you feel like it's always some kind of desperate situation. It's always some kind of like him just responding. Because he's the only guy there at the at the moment, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what's it's just so fucking interesting, man. It's like, dude, all right, you gotta go be a hero again. And you you legitimately think like I don't know if this dude can take much oh, more of this. It's so great. <laughs> these fucking Swedes, oh, these fucking seven feet tall Swedes. <laughs> the famous what is it, the famous ballerina ballerina dancer? That, yeah, the guy that he fights the with the og the para og. He, like he hangs the neck. Yeah, the yeah. It's a he's a famous ballerina dancer. Really? That's not surprising. Yeah. Uh, but love this movie. It's fantastic. Dude, yes. And the whole debate of whether or not it's a Christmas movie, yes, of course it is. It, it's it, Okay, look. <laughs> we understand it is not a movie about Christmas. It's not Miracle on 54th Street. It's not- Miracle on 34th Street, I think. 54th Street. Whatever. It's- uh, Miracle on Broadway. Miracle on Broadway. It's miracle not- Miracle on Main Street. Street. It's none of the miracles. <laughs> the whole yeah. miracle trilogy. Yeah, don't- yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm a I'm a prequel miracle okay. fan. Yeah. Oh, that, that's Miracle on First Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> miracle on Tatooine. Um, but it's it is a Christmas movie. It is. It is. It's got Christmas music in it, the score. Yeah. You know, they're at a Christmas party. It's about a dude trying to get home for Christmas, which yeah. is a huge fucking thing when it comes to any, like majority of Christmas movies, oh, it's yeah. always about like, they're trying to get home to see the family. Yeah. Like get yeah. home before Christmas. Yeah. I mean, Hawkeye, that's the entire thing for Hawkeye. He's trying to get home for Christmas. It's a great framing device. And that's device. Die Hard. It's yeah. a great framing device because like Hawkeye is a perfect example where like you would care a lot less about what's going on if he wasn't trying to get home for Christmas. Yeah. You'd be like, if this were like just some regular ass week in June, you'd be like, dude, take your time, do what you got to do. But no, it's three days before Christmas. Mm-hmm. I got to get this done and over so I can get home to my family. Then you really care. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the same with this. And and the fact that he's trying to reconcile with his wife too. Mm-hmm. You know, And the whole point is he's there to try to reconcile with her. And, uh, you know, of course, they they fall in love in the end, which I don't know if that sticks. I think in the later movies. I don't think up. it does either. Yeah. Well, because, of course. We don't need to talk because the movies get so far-fetched, especially once they, yeah. was it uh, Live Free, Die Hard? Yeah, that was the fourth one, I that think. Was, yeah, and that w- that one came out, I want to say, like, late 2000s. Yeah. And that's, not, it's, a, it's a Die Hard only in name. I the dude takes on a fucking jet. Yeah, and he, he takes on a jet, like a, a helicopter. helicopter. It's the latest one where he's like in Russia with his son or I've something. I've seen that once and I chose to forget about I it. I haven't it's seen so it. It's so bad. I, mean, I will say this though. Um, 
Live Free or Die Hard. No, no, no. Uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah, with a Vengeance. Die Hard with a Vengeance, the third Jeremy one. Irons. With Jeremy Irons. Which is Hans Gruber's brother. I will say this. like, It is a very good movie, mm-hmm. and it is up there with the first one. I still think the first one's better just because yeah. it's so classic, but the third movie is legitimately good, and if it, everyone should see the first and the third movie. Yes. like Go see, because they're great, great, great movies. And of course, the third one has... Sam Jackson in it. Yeah. One of his his, first big roles. Yeah. As his partner, the Mm -hmm. the civilian who gets wrapped up in it. And he just gets to be Samuel L. Jackson (laughs) the whole time. (laughs) But, you know, we talk about how John McClane can take on a jet. He can, you know, in in the later movies. But we need to talk about someone who actually can. There we go. In real life. Yep. And that is motherfucking Bruce Wayne, Batman. Batman. Batman Returns. Dude, Batman Returns, I would even say is even more a Christmas movie. Uh, well, I mean, because it actually, it, it, there's presents and yeah. yeah. But I know we we have talked a lot about Batman Returns on a previous episode. Yes, when, with, when Venus was With here. Venus, yeah. which was such a great episode. And if you haven't listened to it, listen to it because Venus is bay through and through. And she's such a fucking smart, intelligent person. Uh, and knows everything there is to know about Batman. Well, and so. you're saying that because you and Venus have the exact same brain. If you go back, if our listeners go back and listen to that Batman episode, like it's weird how Owen and Venus keep saying the same things and replying the mm-hmm. same. I'm like, dude, what is going on here? <laughs> That's why you're saying she's so brilliant. Because <laughs> she thinks just like you. Okay, sure. <laughs> okay, you're not wrong. <laughs> that was a blast of an episode yeah. too, where we just talked about all the Batman movies. But, okay, so honestly... Uh, this movie, Batman Returns, is probably, I mean, my opinion constantly is changing. Like, you know, we're going to do the top three movies again for season two. We're oh, gonna yeah. Start the yeah. back up. It's going to be completely different because every single day my opinion can change, which you know, is, and it which does. Which is great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I honestly, after watching Batman Returns again, specifically for this episode, I have to think this is, this is probably my favorite Batman movie of all it time. It is so good, it man. It is so fucking good. And what is it about... Putting Batman in like the snow, that just seems like it makes so much sense. Like Batman in the winter, in the snow, something about him brooding over the city of Gotham while it's snowing, you know what I mean? Like you don't see that in any of the other movies. None Mm. of the other movies have any snow or Christmas or anything. Um, I think Dark Knight Returns has some snow. But does I don't it? think it's much. Yeah. It might. Well, then he does fight Rachel Ghoul in, ep- in episode. Yeah. Well, he's up one. at the glacier. Yeah. Up at the glacier. Yeah. But but my point is, is like there's just something that works with that. Like this 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 fear or not. I fear. mean, there's a lot of snow in Batman and Robin because of Mister Freeze. Oh, the I'm Ice just, Age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's We're not, not the, snow though. <laughs> that's just plastic. <laughs> that's just molded plastic <laughs> ice. <laughs> <laughs> but there's actually there's no actual snow though. I just want to keep proving you wrong in everything you say. <laughs> okay, well you know how half the things I listen back to these episodes. Oh man, and I, half the things I say are just factually it's incorrect. Correct. I, it's like I sit there and I'm like, I'll listen to an episode. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'll say something. I'm like, I don't think that was true, but uh, but it just felt true in the moment. Felt, you know, and what that's mean? all that matters. And that's where I'm. You know, I'm just like, just go with it. But Brandon. with this movie, I mean, like I said, I know we talked about it a lot, so we're probably going to be overlapping quite a bit. But there's a couple of things that particularly want to talk about this movie that we didn't get to talk about yeah. in that last one, and that is how fucking amazing Christopher Walken is. Oh, yes. As, um, well, I can't think of his name now. Max, Max Schrader. Schrader. Shrek? Shrek. 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 Yeah, it was actually Shrek. And it was uh, insane for me to rewatch this again. And I always, I, because you got Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, God. Incredible. I mean, okay, Michael Keaton, 
amazing. I yes. mean, he did a better version in this one than he did with yep. the last one. I agree. Uh, Danny DeVito's Penguin, which we talked Danny a lot DeVito's about. utterly perfect insane. as the Penguin, yeah. And it's just, it's interesting how Walken is not the heavy of this movie, yeah. right? Like, you talk about those three, and everyone always talks about them, but you always forget about Walken. He gets lost in it. Yeah. And he's Christopher Walken. It's motherfucker Christopher Walken. Like, how does he get lost <laughs> in a movie? And he is Christopher Walken in the movie also. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think he's acting as Max Shrek. I think he's uh, just like, Mr. Walken, can you come and just be yourself, please? To be fair, I don't think Walken has ever really acted. <laughs> yes. Like, two mice fell in, fell in some butter, some milk, and they churned it into butter. And this is your father's watch. And he kept it up his asshole for two years. And then he gave it to me. And I kept this up my, my asshole, asshole for a year and it's just I can't do walking until it I my uh accents devolve mm, into mm. like a random It's okay. I did I did a terrible Gruber, so you know. <laughs> yes. I think doing bad accents is a critical part okay of, with of this podcast. One hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, he is but he's also that he's the uh the corporate uh greedy guy that mm. was big at the time. You know Do you know originally who Max uh Shrek was supposed to be or Shrike, whatever it is? The uh, the actor? No, no, no. It, like the character? The character. There's actually he was originally supposed to be somebody else. No. Yeah, uh, he was supposed to be Harvey Dent. Really? And they were going to do Two Face and all that, but Tim Burton thought the movie would be doing too much. Yeah. If, oh, yeah, that would have been. Yeah, too much, and yeah. particularly because once again, whole, uh, look, we talked about Danny DeVito and the Die Hard because of, uh, of Always Sunny. But legitimately, Danny DeVito doesn't. N- he never comes up in like great actors. Yeah. Yeah. You're having a conversation and about like, you know, some of the greatest actors of our generation. Danny DeVito's never brought up there. But let me tell you, he's a fucking sleeper. I mean, like every single time yeah. it's you watch a Danny DeVito, whether it's Frank Reynolds in yes. Always Sunny. Yes. Um, no, out now because I'm on, on uh, like on the mic, I can't think of anything else. Well, he was like in Matilda. He's kind Matilda of like a great in Matilda. Yeah. But he was in, he's been in a, a lot of movies where he's kind of a sleazy kind of douchebag kind of guy. He was in uh, that movie with Matt. Throw Mama from the Train. Great and Throw yeah. Mama from the Train. But if you look at his acting, and and if you look at the Penguin too, like because people, I don't know, man, people, you're, you're right, people miss this out. But his comedic timing is utterly perfect. Yeah. If you look at the way he delivers his lines as the Penguin, everything he says and like the timing of it is so perfect. Where you're just like. Oh, that was that was the exact. I can imagine getting that script and just having the lines on the script, and this is just the dialogue yeah. on a page. But he had to like, when do you pause? You know, when do you deliver that line? How how do you deliver this line slow, this one fast? He always gets that sort. His comedic timing is so perfect. I mean, man. and what was that big show that he was on? Was it Taxi? Yeah, he was on Taxi. Taxi yeah. yeah, it was, and I mean that was just a great show in and of itself. And I mean, the dude just is trained. Like I always think about that scene in Batman returns when Christopher Walken comes up, he's like, come downstairs, come downstairs with me. You know, there's my bad walking impression for you. There you go. Um, and he comes downstairs and he's like, and he, uh, walking had a, get like a fish to bribe him to come downstairs. Oh yeah. 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 And he's sitting there eating the fish in his bare hands, walks downstairs and sees that it's like now like he's running for mayor and oh, just yeah. him still eating the fish, like doing the quick jerks, looking around. Yeah. It's everything with him is just on point. And they had to like put like it was colored paste in his mouth because like if you notice his his spit and drool is always black. Yeah, it's always this gross kind of sewage color. Yep. And and he he's like an animal. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he's animalistic in his mannerisms and stuff. Even that 
you know, when when he's when uh, he puts the button on that chick with oh. the really big breasts, you know, and it's totally <laughs> sleazy. Yeah. yeah. And then the other guy comes in and is like, "Oh, we're gonna clean you up," and he's like, "Well, it could be worse. My nose could be gushing blood." And everyone's politely laughing, and then, <laughs> you know, it's just. And the way he does it was like scary. Mm-hmm. He's like a, an animal who like is unpredictable and will bite you. Yeah, <laughs> you and, know? They, they, and he looks so weird and so different. But at the same time, like your heart breaks for him mm-hmm. just because of like the story. And he's so good at that. Like I just want to come up. I want to find out who my parents are. Why yeah. do they do this to me? Um, and the whole like be, they tossed me out just because I was I was. Born yeah. a little different yeah. in all this stuff. The thing, what's interesting too is like they never explain whether or not he was uh, being authentic there. Oh no, the, I think they, I think they don't outright say it, but I think by the end of it, you realize that like when he was like the whole entire point of what he was doing was he was giving a list of firstborn kids. He yeah. was going to kill all the firstborns. That's the thing is like, is is he being real? Is he really no, that, tragic? Think, and you care about him, or is he just using this as some kind of evil scheme? Oh, 100 percent, it's an evil scheme. Yeah, and and in the end, it shows that like, yeah, he got the firstborns on mm-hmm. stuff. But that's what's so interesting about that character is like you do feel for him, but also he is a psychopath. He's a just a fucking psychopath, <laughs> and he has yeah. an army of fucking penguins oh, my God. in the zoo. Yeah. In the zoo, that's his headquarters. That's perfect. Perfect. That's yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah, he's in a sewer that happens to be a zoo underneath a zoo. Oh yeah, well because they connect. Obviously, it, obviously, yeah. Why yeah. wouldn't they? Uh, yeah, and uh, and the zoo was obviously designed by Tim Burton. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, as if you're building a zoo in Gotham City, and you're like, well, we got to get Tim Burton to design. Yeah, these. of course. <laughs> yeah, why don't we make like this like giant room that's just a sewer that happens to kind of be like a stage? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it totally makes sense. There's so much yeah. about the score, also. That like Danny Elfman, it blends in. It's it's Batman Returns, Edward Scissorhands, and Nightmare Before Christmas. So there's so much blending between those three mm-hmm. movies of of Danny Elfman's scores because they're really beautiful and they're really haunting. And that again fits with that Christmas because Christmas does have a lot of traditional, uh, almost some of the carols. You know, Carol of the Bells is mm-hmm. kind of almost oh, kind of a man. haunting song. You know what I mean? You know. Well, and then you take the Danny Elfman kind of, you know, spooky haunted. It just, it just, that vibe is so perfect, man. It's just so perfect. And the action in this movie is so much better. Because first of all, the first Batman movie is not an action movie at all. Yeah. It is gothic noir. Yeah. It it is. I mean, there's some action, obviously, but this movie, there's a lot more action in it and it is actually pretty damn good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I love it. I mean, the Batmobile is fucking rad in it. Um, the action scenes that he has with the clowns when he's facing them. Dude, Batman straight up murders somebody. Oh, he does. He does. In this movie when he gets the bomb yeah. and then puts it on the strong man and then kicks him down a sewer well and just boom, explosion. I'm like, <laughs> you just killed a bitch. Yeah. Well, and then when he when he uh, lit that one dude on fire with his <laughs> afterburner and too. You, dude, and Michael Keaton's smile when that happens. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing, man. This is what I always brought up because the whole Ben Affleck and Batman v Superman and the entire internet went crazy because they're like, oh my gosh, Batman killed people and i'm like hey man have you never seen any batman movie ever because you know he kills people in every single batman movie right like it's just like, especially the michael keaton movies yeah <laughs> my favorite is did you ever play the batman arkham games we i think we're i legitimately think we're rehaving a conversation right now from the batman well i have them downloaded but i haven't played okay, they're great yet, ones yeah. i think legitimately we talked about it on the batman episode so i'm not gonna say it but is, is that the one where like you smash someone from out of you've 
fly in from a skyscraper and just smash a dude in the ground, but yeah, he's fine. He's fine. Or like you get a tank in the sec- in the third one. Oh yeah. And you can shoot them, but if you shoot a person, it shoots a beanbag at them. If you shoot a tank, it shoots a live round at them. Okay. Or if you turbocharge into somebody in your tank, uh, it has an electrical field that will stun them and send them flying yeah. so you don't actually hit them. You know what? Here's something I don't think was a retread. I don't think I mentioned this in the episode, but <clears throat> mega controversial opinion, and I get it. I totally understand. Every single time. I don't have a problem with Batman killing. I don't either. I don't think I mentioned that in the last episode, mm-hmm. but he kills in the movies, and it's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Batman can't kill. He's got a no-kill rule, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> and I get it, and and I and I understand it. But I also think like, no, it's cool if you kill the Joker. That dude killed like 800 people, man. <laughs> like, you kill him or else he's going to kill like another like three or 400 people. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm there with you on that. I mean, honestly, it wasn't really that big of a thing until I think it was the, the 90s cartoon is really, really cemented where he doesn't kill. Yeah. But that's I think was like there was some stuff in the 80s that they mentioned it and whatnot. But well, it came out of the comic writers. You know, if he's killing these, the Joker, well, then you can never write the The Joker Joker, again. And I get that, you know, so I get why they might want to have some kind of thing like that for the, but you know, none of the Marvel characters have that issue. If you look at Captain America, you know, like that dude kills, like if you look at the Captain America movies. He kicks people off like a boat in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. He's killed like 30 people. And he used to use a gun. Yeah. And and it's like, but he, no one sees him as like the Punisher. Oh, he's a fucking Punisher. No, he's not. He's Captain fucking America with his sparkling smile. <laughs> and he murdered and he killed three. Well, he didn't murder him. He killed. It but, was all self-defense. <laughs> I mean, but he looked good doing it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't have a problem because... Uh, the people that Batman fights are are they're trying to kill people. Yeah, and I mean, so Iron in Man. the defense of others, I think is is justifiable, yeah. morally justifiable. Iron Man, the entire fucking he sits there and shoots missiles at like the entire it it it's yeah. insane. Those um, dudes are trying to murder civilians. Or it's even, okay to yeah, blow them up. Shang Chi. Yeah, where he's like doing the whole skyscraper fight where. He's kicking thing. dudes He's off kicking the fucking people sky. Off it. But, then but you get... know what? They were ninjas trying to kill yeah. innocent people. That's cool. Kick yeah. them off yeah. a building. <laughs> I'm cool with that. John McClane his ass. <laughs> Welcome to the party, <laughs> pal. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> These twisted tees, man. These are great. Yeah. Oh, are you already? You're out. I'm almost finished with my second one. Okay. And I need to go get a third one. Yeah. Then. I mean, I might need to take a break <laughs> in, in the show. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure this out. Um. But we also got to talk about Michelle Pfeiffer in this for a yes. little bit. I know once again we did, but rewatching this again because for the Batman episode that we did with Venus, I I was under the assumption. Well, I just thought we were going to talk a lot more about the Nolan movies, uh, and we ended up talking a lot more about the Tim Burton's and not, crappy ninety one, the, the Schumacher, Joel Schumacher, Schumacher ones. Yeah. Um, and so it was great to be able to rewatch this one and just fall in love with Michelle Pfeiffer yeah. again. Yeah. I mean, she does such a great job of the switch, right? Mm-hmm. Where she goes into, she's meek, you know, she's soft spoken. Well, I have a question. And like, oh, it's like, yeah. you know, yeah, hey, honey, I'm home. Oh, I forgot. I'm not married. Yeah. And like, and then all of a sudden she gets pushed out the window and it, she is a completely different character. Yeah. She's the embodiment of like everyone's frustrations with being a push around. Yeah. She's a push around at work. Maybe she's a, she, there's hints that she's a push around in her romantic life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, but she doesn't have the self-confidence to stand up for herself. 
until finally something tragic happens to her where, you know, and for, of course it's a superhero movie. So she becomes a superhero and yeah. that's what gives her the ability. To, but, and everyone's feeling that like, yeah, man, that empowerment. And she does. And then she goes on to become the film fatale. You know, uh, and w- one of the ultimate femme fatales. Oh, yeah. I mean, and they play it up. You know that that leather costume that she wears is fucking awesome. She uses a whip, which yeah. is also great. And it's it, just yeah, kind of that almost like BDSM kind of vibe to yeah. it. Fe- straight up dominatrix femme fatale. I love how they play up her sexiness too, but it's not like a leering kind of way because she's fully empowered. Like she's she's so sexy, but she, she uses that almost to mock. The, mm-hmm. the men around her because the penguin she you know she's even Batman you know she's using it to manipulate them or to mock them you know like she's fully in control of herself she's oh, yeah. fully empowered in herself and when she becomes Catwoman yeah. which is which is so interesting about it like she's, she's I mean on that rooftop when she realizes that Batman's get a is like beating her and then she gets like all seductive and yeah. it's like rubbing him and then just jabs it yeah. like yeah she does it she plays yeah she's them she's, like a fiddle yeah she's fully in control of the situation. Because she knows how to like mess with these guys, mm-hmm. even even Batman. You know what I mean. Even he drops his cool at that moment. But and it that's what makes it even more interesting that they actually do develop feelings for themselves mm-hmm. or, or for themselves for each other, each other. You know. Now they're not Loki. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Loki's in love with himself. <laughs> he fell in love with his own variant, Sylvie, my dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's so on point for Loki. I have no so issue perfect. with it. Um, but I really want to talk about as well is. The scene when they both go to that party, to uh, oh, to Max uh, Schultz's party, the Christmas party, the Christmas party. Yeah, every that, it's a masquerade. All, ball. That's why it's a Christmas movie, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> they have a Christmas party in the movie. All right. Yeah, there's a Christmas tree lighting. There's presents. It's all nine yards. He ends the movie. Alfred says Merry Christmas, Christmas. to all and to all or something like that. I didn't say it all yeah. good night, but, but at that party, it's a masquerade ball. Yeah. Every single person at that party is wearing a mask. Yeah. Besides two. Yeah. Batman and Catwoman. Selena yeah. Kyle and Bruce Wayne. And the whole entire point of that is because they don't like wearing masks. Well, because they wear them at the night. Yeah. But also, Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne is their mask. Exactly. Like, how cool is that? They are wearing their, their masks. masks. Yes. Yeah. And that's what's great is when they have that scene where they're dancing and they're like, he's like, oh, you know, there's a mattress store. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, I want to go there and like take off all our clothes. And they have that, like, well, what about our masks? You know, and yeah. that's when it goes into a kiss under the mistletoe. You know, mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it, but a kiss can be even deadlier. What a line. And then he pauses and that's like when they realize that who they are. What a way to find out. It. See, of all the scenes where people find out someone is a superhero, you know what I mean? Of all, it, yeah. where they accidentally get it revealed. That's one of the coolest right there with that line. That's just it's cool. So good. And they're like, oh, we said this to each other in our in our superhero persona. In, in our true form. Yeah. And here we are in our fake form. And I love th- that line is chilling. Yeah. But the, the most pivotal favorite part of it all is the next line that Selena Kyle yes. says, which is, oh my God, does that mean we have to start fighting? Yes. I love how vulnerable that line was. It's because they, because they realize right now they do have their masks on. And that's where it's like, Hey, we take out like even our masks, yeah. but it's like, okay, this is, this is our fake persona. Yeah. We now realize that each other, we've met in our real persona and we hate each other. Yeah. Kind of. Or we're supposed to be 
enemies. Yeah, and Selena Kyle, you have to realize a couple scenes before that was with the penguin and was like did like the bird eating scene and like all that yeah. stuff. Uh in order and it's like we need to kill the Batman. Yeah. And now it's like, oh man, because like she they love each other. They are in love. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like shit. Yeah. What does this mean for us? And even her asking that question is asking it from the point of view of you know, because she asks him, like, uh, uh, we love each other. We're, you know, mm. I'm, I'm, are we supposed to fight now? Like, mm. that's not what enemies say to each other. No. You know what I mean? That's what, you know, couples, you know, was, she speaks as if she's a couple. And it just, it just kind of shows you what's going on in her head, how she sees this dynamic. You know, mm. she sees like, oh, we're a couple, but maybe we need to stop being a couple now. You know what I mean? It doesn't just automatically go to, Oh, you're Batman. Well, I gotcha. Yeah. And you know, a lesser movie would have done, done that. that. And that's yeah. what they're trying to reconcile right, yeah. right now. But I'd like to talk more about Michelle Pfeiffer and just the femme fatale lines that she has in the movie. Another one is a great one. You poor guys always confusing your pistols with your privates. Oh yeah. When she's like about to blow up the uh, convenience store. And oh like yeah. Hold, oh my gosh. I mean, she just, huh, is so good. And I was reading up on Michelle Pfeiffer I think it was like 2004, or 2005. She actually like sold her house and was moving and opened up a box and found her old bullwhip from the movie. <laughs> really? And actually took it outside. And she says like she was able to still do some stuff, but she was rusty. But talk about a woman who had dedic- motherfucking dedication. Yeah. Like yeah. she spent not only like months in the gym training, yoga, getting yeah. flexible for the role, but she spent so much time practicing with the whip and getting trained in it yeah. because all the shit you see her do with the whip, she fucking does in the movie. Besides like, you know, when she like hits the guns out of people cause she doesn't want to like, that was CG, uh, not CGI, yeah. but faked. You, well, you got to use uh, uh stunt doubles. Doubles and stuff okay. like that. But like when she's like sitting there and she's like hitting the heads off of, of the mannequins, yeah. that's her doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, woo! Like for real. Holy shit. And then yes. when you see her, she's very casual with the whip, but how she'll like whip it around her body. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she does that so perfectly and so casually you can tell she's she's uh uh comfortable yeah Yeah. she's very comfortable you know which it just goes to show like she is that that sexy uh, because she's very sexual in this movie Mm -hmm. and she's very sexy but she's also very powerful and just a lot of movies you know especially older movies with women if they're sexual then they're also weak they're also vulnerable they're also, you know what I mean? Like the more sexual a woman is, the kind of weaker she is in a mm-hmm. lot of movies. Um, whereas they, they don't do this with Kathleen. No. Like she is so powerful in this movie. And another so one that's very pro-feminine, uh, like pro-female too, because yeah. she own, she owns her sexuality. Yeah. And therefore she can use it to uh, like misconstrue and control men. Because even afterwards you see like her relationship with Max, Christopher Walken's character is completely different now yeah. too. Wow. And I do like that they uh, – so this this version of Catwoman, which uh, I think is a Tim Burton thing because in the comics, Obviously. at least the 90s comics and today's comics and other adaptations, she's not – Catwoman isn't like mentally unstable or not mentally but emotionally unstable. I, I, mentally, I would say it's, it's fair too. Well, like – Catwoman from the source material is a thief. She is, yeah, you know, she's very cunning. She's, she, I mean, she, I mean, that's her thing is being a thief. Whereas in the Tim Burton version, he does go with the she's unstable kind well, yeah, of. Well, thing, she because yeah. she died and came back to life. Yeah, 
which is crazy. But they play that up. And I think that's a Tim Burton, Michelle Pfeiffer thing that they added to this ad- this oh, yeah. specific adaptation, which is not a normal Catwoman thing. Saved by kitty litter. Yeah. <laughs> but, so many good lines. But but she is. She's a, she is a person with past trauma, with past hurt. And she doesn't always handle it well, obviously. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you know? she's she's just she is obsessed with killing Max Shrek, and that yeah. kind of gets her. And in the that's end, where you know? why this Selena Kyle and this Bruce Wayne, this Batman and this Catwoman works so well. Yes, because they, it's both the mental and uns, the mental unstableness, instability. I don't know. That's what what I was trying to Instability. Say. There we go. <laughs> Fucking twisted tease. And all this, it's why they work because it's the trauma and trying to deal with it. And that's yeah. why at the end when she's about to kill Max mm-hmm. and Batman pull like literally rips his mask off. Oh, he's yeah. like, you and I are, are the same. We're one and the same. Is yeah. trying to plead with her. It's such a great fucking scene yeah. because he was her when he first became Batman. Yes. And he's now, because he's been doing it for years, has like, you know, has grown past it. Yeah. But that trauma still haunts him. He's just learned to control it. And that's where you Where see... she's succumbed to the trauma. Mm. And that it's that's the tragedy of it. Yeah. I remember... So I'm a sucker for happy endings, dude. I am such a sucker see, for... See, I'm the opposite. I love the dark, gritty endings. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I've always... I'm, I've always wondered, like, man... What would it have been like if she had gone with him? If she hadn't succumbed to her yeah. need to kill Max Shrek, if she had gone with Bruce, like, and of course you can't do that in a Batman movie. <laughs> no. You can't have Batman get married and live happily ever after. But damn it, that would have worked <laughs> out, man. Well, we actually might get that answer in the Flashpoint that's coming out. Yeah, dude, I'm really, I'm really excited about that movie. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, um, which because they're bringing Michael Keaton's Batman back. That's, that's, what that's I'm why saying. you we, bring that. Yeah, we, they we might get an answer of what's happened. So I will say this too, and I, and I did mention this in the Batman episode, and I do want to at least mention it again. Is there is a comic book that is being made right now? It's being written and and it's coming out monthly now, and it's called Batman '89. Oh and, yeah, and it's a continuation of Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. So if you take the Tim Burton, Michael Keaton Batman movies, and so it has uh, uh, Lando Calrissian as Harvey Dent, <laughs> um, yeah, and, and he becomes Two Face. Mm-hmm. It actually has Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman in it, and the Batman is straight up Michael Keaton's Batman. But it's a continuation of it, as if that th- that specific Batman had continued in the nineties. Yeah. And so they do kind of. Uh, readdress their relationship. Billy and- D. Williams. Wow. Sorry. I, Billy ju- Williams, I yeah. just came to me. I've been sitting here. I, I literally have not listened to the past 30 seconds. I'm like, <laughs> I thought his name I did was know, just I was Lando like, Calrissian. Yeah, Lando Calrissian. I'm not like touching the computer. I'm like, <laughs> Billy, Billy D. Williams. There we go. But D, yeah. they, they do continue that in that comic and it's very interesting. Awesome. It's really cool. So but people should check it out. We've talked a lot about Batman. <laughs> what a now, transition. It's time to talk about fat man. Okay, let's be upfront about this. I am fully aware that none of our listeners have seen this movie. Nobody saw this movie. In the episode description, when you pulled this up on Spotify or whatever, and you saw this, and you're like, what the fuck is Fat Man? And I was the same way. Like, Owen was like, all right, our three movies mm-hmm. are Die Hard and Batman and Fat Man. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Fat Man. <laughs> 
I watched this movie the other day, and it is really cool, man. It's, like, okay, so <laughs> it's a fun movie. Here we go. If this is a spoiler podcast, there's not really going to be many spoilers for this. There's movie. There's no spoilers. But just yeah, as it a heads is. Up. It's got a. It's a one note thing, man. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so here because we tend to with movies you feel most people haven't seen, we're going to give a general overgrowth of story. Yeah. So it takes place modern day. Mel Gibson. Yeah, is Santa Claus? He is Santa Claus. It's a real person. He lives in in, in Alaska. Uh, in Alaska. Alaska, and he is hired and contracted by the U.S. government to deliver presents on Christmas because it increases the economy. I mean, it's, a, it's a boost it's to the, the economy. economy, and I'm like, that's brilliant. brilliant. And it's like every <laughs> single one of his toys gets stamped with a medallion that says, like, you know, handcrafted at Santa's shop yeah, or for yeah. Christmas and stuff like that. But. There's so many different plots in this movie that all intertwine for no reason. Basically, like the the military wants to contract them because the elves are so good at making stuff. Mm-hmm. So they want them to make some some weapons stuff. Yep. At the same time, there's some rich kid who's a spoiled rich kid. <laughs> he gets coal for Christmas because mm-hmm. he's an asshole. So yeah. And so he contracts out of a hitman. Yep. And he puts a hit on Santa Claus. <laughs> And basically, the the main storyline is this hitman hunting down Santa Claus yep. and then trying to murder him. And it's like real ass <laughs> murder, man. Like, the hitman is actually killing people. Like it reminded me a lot of Fargo. Oh yeah, because of the snowy setting and because of the grittiness of the hitman. But like, but the violence was very real, like and bloody and and violent. Yeah. But the tone of this movie, you have to understand it. The tone of this movie is so over the top and is so overly serious where they know what kind of movie they're making. Oh, yeah. It's, or, it's campy and they know yeah. it is meant to be facetious in a way. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it's just – and Mel Gibson is kind of like a a grizzled kind of – He's a uh, very alternative Santa. Yeah. He's grumpy because kids are bad these days. And so he ends up having to take that military contract – because oh, yeah. the U.S. government only pays him on toys made and delivered. So because of society yeah. and everything, more and more people are on the naughty list. Yeah. And so he's not making as much money because they're not <laughs> – which is causing him to go into depression. Uh, and then he what – is it? what is that drink that he orders? It's a, a shot of whiskey with Alka-Seltzer in it. Oh, yeah. When he goes at the bar. Yeah. Well, the thing is, he has the magic power of knowing who everyone is. Everybody too. is. Yeah. <laughs> and so the bartender is hitting on this married oh, Johnny man. Carson. Yeah. It's a Johnny Carson. The and bar- that's a real thing. The bartender's hitting on a married man. And like, and Santa's like, the bartender walks away and, and he goes to the guy's like, hey, so uh, you, yeah. your wife is uh, missing you this Christmas. He's like, what? Who the hell are yeah, you? He's like, and he gives names. So yeah. it's like, we don't remember it as as Brando and Owen. But he's like, oh, yeah. It's like, how's, how's Brenda and the kids? And yeah. he's like, what are you, huh? But he's Santa Claus because he knows. <laughs> he's just like, I bet right now if you get in the car and drive through the night, you could be home with your family before Christmas. <laughs> but it's so funny because it's what Santa would do. Yeah. Santa would be like, hey, man, don't cheat on your wife. Mm. <laughs> just like, but he's at a bar yeah. taking shots and he's like being kind of rude to this guy. He was just so perfect, man. And he's like uh, eventually like some U.S. contractors come and they're like, hey – we're really impressed with the work. We want to do this contract year round now. And he, and, and yeah. they introduce themselves and he, and he just stares at them. They're like, Oh yeah, we heard like, this is your thing where yeah. you know, everybody. <laughs> and well, of course, you know, he has to take the contract because they're running low on money. money yeah. He can't afford to pay the elves anymore. Yeah. Well, so that was my favorite part of the movie was the elves. 
Like, dude, so in case you're wondering, and they do kind of hold it off for a while because they introduce Santa, they introduce Mrs. Claus. Yeah. You know, they introduce, he's, so Santa's village is like his own private ranch that's like way off the grid. It's like near the, like actually in the North Pole. Yeah. It's like, like in the Arctic. Like in, in Alaska, like, but way off the grid. But it's more, it's like a ranch. It's like mm-hmm. a ranch in the snow. And they introduce Mrs. Claus and it's almost, it's very realistic. You know, they live in this beautiful cabin and with multiple buildings, but they hold off on the workshop. And they don't show it until like later on in the movie. And then when they finally do reveal it, yes, they are actual elves. There's an army of fucking elves in his underground workshop. And they're in this fucking like factory though. And they're all wearing like brown factory clothes. Mm -hmm. And they're in this like low light setting. But they're like so happy and joyful. And they're straight up elves. Like in any other movie, like they're an sh- elf. They're straight up Buddy yeah. the Elf, and it's so funny when they go to take their uh, lunch break. Oh man! And they they're loading up their plate with like waffles and cake. It's and, a, like, yeah, it's pie. like simple carbs, sugars. <laughs> yeah. and it's straight up Buddy the Elf. <laughs> so there's like the, this whole scene when the military, when like the head of the military comes in and is talking with Elf Number Five. Yeah, or number seven. Number seven. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So it's elf seven. And it's he's like, well, why are you seven? He's like, it's more efficient if we go by numbers instead of names. He's like, well, where's one through six? And Santa goes, we've been doing this a long time. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you don't recycle numbers? And it's all about efficiency. So yeah. it's like, no, we eat these because it's the most efficient thing for our body. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, when do you guys sleep? It's like, oh, we take four 30-minute naps every like <laughs> – eight hours yeah. or something like that and it allows them it's like all about like efficiency and it's all uh, it's just but the, so good the the juxtaposition of straight up buddy the elf like <laughs> these elves who are sitting down having a uh uh their lunch break with like le- like very serious military soldiers they're like from two different movies <laughs> look at you <laughs> <laughs> they're from two different movies and they're sitting down and the elves are talking to them about like efficiency and like the the military guys are like Oh, I like that. I, like a, that. I respect that. that. Yeah. It's just like, what is happening? What is this fucking movie? Like, what am I watching right now? And so the entire movie, it gets weirder and weirder. So the spoiled kid, there's a whole arc with him and stealing money oh, and, yeah. and all this crazy stuff. And his dad's never there. And he doesn't get the what he gets. But the whole point of the movie is... So the other famous person that's in this movie, there's only two famous people in this movie. It's Mel Gibson and Walter Goggins. So Mel Gibson plays Santa Claus, which is called Fat Man. There was a third. I don't know if you noticed. Was there a third? You know what? That is going to be one of my trivia questions. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, because you don't have any Fat Man. I don't have any Fat Man. Um, And Uh, then Walter Goggins. And if you don't know who that is... Uh, most notably, he was in Justified. He was the uh, bad guy best friend. I can't remember his name now. In Justified, if yeah. you haven't seen Justified, go fucking watch that. Well, he's Apex a, he's series. a character actor. He's been in a ton. Yeah, of he was in Ant Man as well. Um, there's a, the Good Father now, which is like the ABC show or something like that. Oh, Unicorn is what it's called. Um, man, Twisted T burps are hitting me hard today. <laughs> so gross. But Walter Goggins' character. Well, he's the hitman. He's the hitman called Skinny Man in this movie. Oh, I didn't even pick yeah, up on that's, that. Yeah, that's so his his credits is Skinny Man, so it's Fat Man, Skinny Man. Well, when they introduce him to that, he also has a grudge against Santa. He has an obsession with Santa Claus, so he's like buying <laughs> anything it? and everything that is stamped with this Santa Claus. Because he never got one as a kid. Because he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so he takes this contract because he wants to kill Santa. Yeah, yeah. 
And it's like this old. So he's like Googling. There's this point where he literally calls the United States post office and goes, so where do you send all those cards that get written to Santa and Christmas? And the guy's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, what do you say? He's like, I don't know. It's like, and people are just hanging up on him. So what that was the funniest scene is it's the montage and it's where they're tracking someone down. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know this, that's the thing. You know this, you know, the language of movies. You've seen movies where there's the montage where they're trying to track someone down. He's just sitting in front of the computer. He's sitting in front of the crew. Or he's at a cafe getting a coffee and he's got all these books open. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or he's at the library or he's hunting up something at the microfiche. You know what I mean? (laughs) But except in all, and it has that montage, except everything is a fucking kid's book. They're all like fucking Santa Claus books and he's at the cafe, but he's dead serious. And they're playing it. The movie plays it so straight. Where this hitman is dead serious, mm-hmm. and he's going through all of these books at his desk, and the and the waitress brings coffee to him, and she pauses. She's like, what "The fuck? <laughs> he's, he's got all these Santa Claus books open. They're just like children's story books where he's trying to figure out where Santa Claus is." <laughs> yeah. And honestly, this is this is a movie that I very much enjoyed because of the final scenes. Oh yeah. So. They set up that Santa is – he's a little mythical, right? So, like, uh, when he comes back from Christmas, he has a bullet wound because someone, like, shot – which would make sense. If yeah. you see – someone shot at him and hit him and, like, hit the sleigh a couple times because yeah. they thought he was a home intruder. Yeah. Like, so that makes sense. But he, like, he miraculously heals. There's a part where some of the soldiers are trying to push this, like, box up the hill. That's right. And Santa just goes and picks it up. Like, so he's super strong. Yeah. He can heal fast. So he the, knows everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's some mythical supernatural powers that he has. Yeah. So eventually, skinny man, Walter Goggins, the hitman, finds okay. finds okay. Santa's ranch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. This is where the movie goes off the fucking rails. <laughs> because this whole point, you're showing these elves and they're eating their pancakes and their fucking like pie. Yeah. And then you have this legitimately violent murdering psychopath hitman and he finally makes his way to santa's village and you're like hey man is this this dude gonna start murdering elves yep. and he shows up well here's the thing here's the one thing i noticed he doesn't kill any elves but he's just murdering all of these military, military guys and it wasn't like we're not pulling any punches <laughs> it was an it's straight up a gritty gunfight he wants to kill Santa and ruin his operation. Yes. He plots, plants explosives all over just, the workshop just and the, blows it up. You're watching this and you're like, what? Is, the tone of this doesn't match at all. No. And then <laughs> he walks out of Santa's workshop and like a hundred feet away from him is Santa Claus. It's Mel Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. Santa Claus. And they have this exchange, which is fucking great. Yeah. Because the entire time they've dropped hints on why you know like there's a scene where walter goggins when he's making his way up through canada to get to alaska there's a kid at a gas station that's playing with an airplane oh walter goggins walks up and like looks and sees that it's made at santa's workshop and he goes you know what i got for christmas when i was your age and he like rolls up his sleeve and he has like six cigarette burn well oh my gosh that was another because that was hilariously over the top top, it's where the villain is like too gritty (laughs) like he walks a kid's playing it's like a like a four-year-old playing with like a you never a toy forget airplane. the smell of cigarettes and burning, burning flesh. flesh. And you're like, what? It's just overly serious, man. And so he finally <laughs> has an exchange with Santa Claus, with Fat Man. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, it's like, where were you? Like, it's like, he's like, you, what do you, you only ever got this for me. And Santa's yeah. like, 
that's not my job. Like I can't like I'm I'm sorry your dad was yeah, yeah, your dad was an asshole, but that's not like what it is and you're an asshole so that's why you got coal yeah like i'm not here to like do all this it's kind of sad it's kind of tragic and then it turns into a western fucking shootout <laughs> like 310 yuma level shit <laughs> well they did drop hints throughout the movie too where like they play santa as if he was a person who has lived for you know two thousand years yeah. so he is kind of a gritty kind of person was like hey man if you really have lived you wouldn't be just jolly you'd also be like hey man i know how the world works you know, and, and so they play him off that way. So you've never seen a Santa Claus like this. So he actually has guns, you know. And what's interesting is he pulls out his box under his bed with his his guns in it. And he's got like a fucking flintlock gun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From like the 1700s. You can see through the, yeah. the centuries of different. Guns, and then he has yeah. a Wild West he gun. Had, and yeah. then he has like a modern like you semi You want to know what's pistol. funny about the pistol? The the old Western revolver pistol? What? Yeah. <laughs> It's the same pistol that Alec Baldwin had on the rest shoot. Movie. You're kidding! I swear, it's it's what? a it's an old Colt Navy that he uses in that movie. Oh man! Yeah. Oh, so Santa Claus pulled the trigger. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that was a real yeah. tragedy. I shouldn't joke about yeah. that, but uh... twisted tees. <laughs> but so Santa Claus. The fact that I'm saying this sentence is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, God. But I'm going to say it. Santa Claus and the Hitman have a shootout. <laughs> <laughs> they both shoot each other several times. And to our surprise, I'm just going to fucking say it because it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. He fucking kills Santa Claus. He kills Claus. Santa Claus at the end. I was like, but the, I was like, what? Are they really going to go there? Mm. Are they really going to go there where he kills Santa Claus? He kills Santa Claus. What kind of crazy ass movie am I watching, right? But because he's Santa Claus, mm-hmm. you can't kill him. Can't kill him. You can't kill him. So it's Mel Gibson lying on the ground, just bloodied, multiple bullet holes. Actual bleeding out, yeah. like gore and blood and everything. Mm-hmm. And Walter Goggins just walks up with his pistol and shoots him dead on in an eye. Yeah. And Straight, just kills him. Just shoots him in the head. Yeah. yeah. But then because he regenerates and then there's this whole entire great scene. Well, later on. Well, it's Mrs. Claus that kills the hitman. Too. Yeah. Then Mrs. Claus comes out and kills him. But my favorite is, so he heals up. And then they go and visit the little boy <laughs> asshole. But Santa Claus has got an eye yeah, patch on because he got shot in the yeah. eye. He's like, I'm keeping my eye on you. <laughs> just... So we didn't say it, but this boy, he's an asshole because like he he's like this, this like, overpowered, like rich yeah, kid. Yeah. And he he's gets into, his, and... into a science fair and gets second place oh, and hires yeah. the assassin. <laughs> To go and find this eight-year-old girl. Who won first place. Who won first place. It's like, <laughs> tell the judges you lied, or I'm going to go into your house. I'm going to kill your mom. I'm going to kill your dad. I'm going to kill your dog all in front of you. And she's like a regular eight-year-old. She's like, uh, okay, I don't know. What's... He's got the electrical thing. That like, bzz, bzz, as if he's threatening to torture that. her. And she's like a regular-ass eight-year-old. She's like, okay, I'm fine with it. It's a fucking science fair. Chill. It was just the the villains are so over the yeah. top, and that's the thing is they are ridiculous. It's the point of satire, but that's that's the I think that's the whole point of this whole movie and why we would recommend it mm-hmm. is that like nothing about this movie is serious. It's very weird. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you guys that this is a great movie. No, like Batman Returns, amazing movie. Die, Die Hard, Hard, one great of the best movie. movies of all time. This movie is so fucking weird. This but movie, that's why it's fun. Man. It's like Krampus. It's crap. Fantastic. Yes. Exact same yes, thing. Yes. 
Yes. And that's why I'm so glad you said yes to this movie. Yes. I mean, I don't think I really gave you a choice, to be honest. Well, I just went with it. I didn't know what it was. Oh, it's and, so good. And I literally watched it for the first time. And the whole time you're watching it, and that's the joke, is that the joke is on the audience. Yep. Like, it's not like jokes in the script. It's the joke is like... What the fuck am I watching, man? Like, what is happening right <laughs> yeah. now? And like that, and it's fun. It's genuinely yeah. like a good time. And so I would, I would definitely recommend it. Yep. And because, and and it, and it's obviously a Christmas movie, you know. But it's one like you'll never <laughs> Wait, see. It's a Christmas movie. How? <laughs> because it's about fucking Santa Claus. Yeah. That's how. <laughs> it just. Oh my gosh, oh, man. man! All right. Well, uh, one one to five stars. Where would you rate this? Uh, uh, the. <sighs> I don't know, maybe a three. I'd give it a solid three. I, I, I was thinking like 3.2. Yeah. I was going to go a little bit higher than three. If you're but... saying three is like, okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, I don't think three is a bad thing. You know, three, I think like a yeah. solid three is like, this was like, you're not going to watch this movie a thousand <laughs> times, but watch it once yeah. and you'll enjoy it. It's like, and it's something you've never seen See, before. I know no one's I just remembered this. a couple of weeks ago, my parents were texting me about movies to watch. You did not send. Uh, this oh, to I them. totally made a watch oh Batman. Do like, not watch this with kids. <laughs> if anyone's out there with kids, please do not let your kids see this. My parents were like, "This was weird. It was different." <laughs> like, yeah, that's why I told you to watch it. <laughs> but it's yeah. also it's not. Here's the, what I was worried about was because it is very gritty and it's very violent. Mm-hmm. Um, but it never takes itself too seriously. It's never cynical. Yeah. It's never and that's what I like about if it had done if he had killed Santa Claus and and it ended that way, I'd have been like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. That's it's fucking Santa. Make a different yeah. movie if you want to do shit like this. But no, it's never cynical. It's always tongue in cheek. Yeah. The whole movie. So Well, you know what isn't tongue in cheek? Uh oh. Uh oh. Trivia. Trivia. <laughs> we sound like fucking vampires. Is it? Trivia. This <laughs> is <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Okay, so like I always say, it is a season of cheer here in the Landsberg household. Hell yeah. Because, Brando, you have a score of 70, and I have a score of 72. This is the second to last episode of season one of Banter and Such. Oh, dude, it is. The last episode of Spider-Man. Okay, cool. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, cool. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Go way ahead of our script here. (laughs) But I mean, like- this is so I, I might be able to catch up. This is getting close. This is like a nail biter. It is. I uh 100% I'm looking forward to I will to say this though. You. I no, I will say this. So this episode we're asking each other trivia questions. So next yes. episode we'll have a guest. Yes, we will. And she will be asking us questions. So she's responsible for getting the questions. It's, it's, yes. Okay. But this episode we were responsible for asking each other and I will say this. Full disclosure up front, I did not try to ask you some obscure-ass questions. Same. I could have gone that right where I'm like, there's no, yeah, no one in the Because we did mention in this. last week's episode that we're going to have the guys from Bourbon Blind on, but unfortunately, scheduling conflicts. Yeah. We got to get them on They're the married season. with kids, yeah. so I it was a little hard for them to try to make it around Christmas Those guys time. are cool guys. We're going to have fun yeah. with them, but oh, yeah, the, well, sure. they'll definitely be on in a future episode. All right. Brando. Do you want me to go first? Since you are the reigning... Not champ. 
reigning loser. The consistent <laughs> loser for like yeah. 20, 25 episodes. <laughs> the, tw- the underdog. Uh, I will have you go first. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Um, the real life company who owned Nakatomi Building, the real life Nakatomi Building. Oh, man. They were working in that building during filming of Die Hard. Mm hmm. And they complained about the explosions. <laughs> this is real life. Yes. While they're from, and they're, uh-huh. they're trying to fucking uh-huh. work in their fucking cubicle, <laughs> and the building's rattling because shit's blowing up. <laughs> Who was that company? Okay. So, the building here is, I believe, it is in L.A. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Companies back. IBM. It's not IBM. It's. Uh. It's 20th Century Fox. <laughs> The, the the company who was producing the, <laughs> the movie, movie. <laughs> they almost canceled the oh, movie because they were so fucking annoyed because they kept blowing up their own building. <laughs> that's real. Oh, that's man. real stuff. <laughs> uh, that's a great one. Holy shit! So my questions are a lot more simplistic. Oh, okay. okay, um, okay. Than than stuff like that because I wanted to get back to like the movie trivia, right? Like, oh, yeah. Things that happen in the movie. So all those going to be something like that. All right. At the beginning of Die Hard, all right, yeah. What piece of advice does John get before landing? Oh man, because he's got the big teddy bear with him, mm-hmm. and they see that he has a gun, mm-hmm. and the, the person freaks out, and he's like, "It's okay, I'm a cop." Yeah, I've been doing this for eleven years. Yeah, but that man. dude gives him advice right before that. What's the advice? Oh man, it's not anything about. Cunning Lingus. Uh, I don't think so. Look, your wife's mad at you. All you got to do is just go downtown I mean, for like 45 minutes. It gets real sexual yeah. there right at the first yeah. five minutes of the movie. Oh, come on. You know this. Oh. <clears throat> Three, two, one. Uh, he, don't feed the homeless after dark, no water, <laughs> no LA. bright lights. <laughs> well, this is first time in Los Angeles. Just, you, everybody's yeah. got to do that. It's walk ar- wherever you get your going. Walk around barefoot and make fists with your toes. Oh, that's right, because he does it on the carpet, and that's what sets up with him not having shoes for oh, the rest of the movie. That's right, that was uh, a good one. Okay. Wow, oh, all geez. right, that was. I thought that was an easy one. Okay, uh, all oh, right. Geez. I thought that was okay. Here we go. The cop in Die Hard, mm-hmm. the beat cop. Sergeant Al Powell. Al Powell. He appeared as a cop, a beat cop cop, in other movies and TV shows. Okay. Can you name two of his appearances? Uh, does Die Hard 2 count? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's in Die Hard 2. He's Al Powell in Die Hard 2. Uh, there's Family Matters. Okay, Family Matters is one. Yes. So he he's And that was originally Carl meant Winslow. To, Carl Winslow, but he was it was originally written to be him as Al Powell. It was meant to yeah, be a, yeah. like a, a spin-off of Die Hard, but they couldn't get rights, so it just became its own thing. And let me tell you, dude, we need to do a Family Matters episode. Because I fucking love that, that show. That was such a cool with it, Urkel. That's Urkel. the Urkel show. Yeah, that is the Urkel show. Or it became show. the yeah. Urkel show. Um Can Al you name Powell? one other? And it's in a famous movie. I won't say it beyond that, but it's 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 a very brief cameo in another movie. Yeah, yeah. Is he in Last Action Hero? No. Ah, shit. Okay. Let me get. I'll give you one other guess. No, dude. I'm winning. Don't give me any guess. All right. It's 
Ghostbusters. He's oh shit. Yes, when oh, they get fuck. in prison, okay. they puts him in jail. Wow. Yeah. So like Carl, like Carl wins. I like to think that it's all one cinematic universe. Okay. Wow. Die Hard, Ghostbusters, and Family <laughs> Matters. <laughs> <laughs> He's the link oh, between the lost. <laughs> Oh my gosh! What is uh, what is it like? Uh, seven steps to Kevin, or seven steps to Kevin Bacon? Yeah, seven yeah. steps to, to Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow. Well, what's his what's his real name? Uh, Al Powell. Al Powell. No, it's like <laughs> Ronald Bell Johnson or something, something like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, here we go. In the famous scene when two of the henchmen in Die Hard run in on. Bruce, uh, I almost said Bruce Banner on uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Or John McClane. John McClane. Uh, and he's like, don't shoot, don't shoot. And then he ends up shooting the other guy and he's like crawling underneath the table. The guy goes, next time you have a chance to kill someone, don't hesitate. And then John McClane says, uh, thanks for the advice. Yeah. This is taken from a famous Western movie. The inf- it's, it's meant to be a mirror of a famous oh. Western movie. Because he blasts him up through the table mm-hmm. and he just unloads on him. Yeah. What Western movie is this line representing? Oh, man. Can I ask if it's a spaghetti Western? Uh, I'll give you that. It is a spaghetti Western. Okay. Um. Oh, man. I'm going to go with The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. It is from The Good and The Bad yes! and The Ugly. That was a guess, too. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so, it But is, I can see Clint Eastwood saying that, though. It's actually not Clint Eastwood that says that. Oh! Yeah. Uh, wow, I got lucky, then. Uh, I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, so it's The Ugly that plays him, uh, uh, Eli Wallach, where he's like taking the bath, and a guy wa- walks in on him, and he's like, next time you have to kill somebody, don't don't talk, just shoot. And it's meant to be kind of like a representation oh, of that. Yeah. Nice, a, throw, nice. a throwback, if you will. Nice. All right, here All we right, go. so that's the first point of the day. There we go. In Die Hard, mm-hmm. the henchman who died when John McClane threw those explosives down the elevator, mm-hmm. and they went down and they blew up like the bottom floors, there's a henchman who died there. Mm-hmm. Um, he also played the main villain in what? Ghostbusters other... 2. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that I on know. the Ghostbusters episode. He's Vigo. Vigo, yeah. I'm Vigo. <laughs> so what's funny is. What, I, Vigo I, the Carpathian? Vigo the Carpathian, yeah. The ruler of the world. <laughs> it is Vigo. <laughs> the upper vest. Is it, is it Vigo? Igo? Vigo. Are you serious? Vigo. Vigo. It's Vigo, the carpet. No, so in that in the Ghostbusters episode, I actually said it wrong. I said he was the henchman who You thought it was the ballerina the guy, dude. The ballerina guy, but mm. it wasn't. He was he was one of the other henchmen. So how dare you? I know. Well you got Where that point, do you though. get off, sir? I get off on imdb.com. <laughs> yeah. That's where I get off. <laughs> uh okay, so I need uh, uh you kind of we talked about my other one already, my other trivia. For Die Hard. So I need another Die Hard trivia here. Um, Oh, actually, this is a fun one. So my brother and I always joke about Die Hard. We just like look at each other and be like, give me the detonators. (laughs) How many times does Hans Gruber alone say the word detonators? Oh, my gosh. In that scene or throughout the movie? Throughout the movie. How many times has Hans Gruber like, give me the detonators? He has the detonators. How many times? Can I get close? Are you going to give me a... Uh, nope. You got to get spot on. <laughs> I don't 
No. Because it's, it's, I'll give you this. It's a single digit number. Yeah. So that's why I can't give you Sway because that's too close. I'm trying to remember of all the scenes. Three. I'm, I'm going to say six times. Oh, you were so close. It is seven times. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. What kind of question is that's that? That's a great one. All right. Go all for right. it. All right. Let me see. <clears throat> um, Okay, so of the three movies we talked about today, okay, which one of them was the first to film in Dolby Digital? Oh yeah, that's Batman Returns. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, first yeah. one. I knew. I knew it wouldn't. I mean, we knew it wouldn't be Fat Man, but you know, <laughs> that, that, yeah. that came out like last year. It actually did come out last year. All yeah. right. Uh, so I am also on Batman trivia now too. Yeah, that uh, that transitions. That was my transition to, to Batman. Batman. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um. Of all the items that were given out as promotional material for Batman Returns, okay, what item was stolen the most to the point that it was a significant complication for the movie? I think I know what this is. Okay, was it Catwoman posters? It was the Catwoman <laughs> yes! posters. Because let me tell you something, my guy. <laughs> She's sexy. She's sexy as fuck. And if I if I was in my teenage or early twenties, I would have stolen time, one of those. Well, you you too. were like in your forties during that time. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It didn't matter that much. She to was you. she was a like she could have been my daughter. Yeah, oh, <laughs> dude, she, I mean, fucking Michelle Pfeiffer is a sex goddess as, as Selena Kyle. That's funny. Well, I'm glad yeah, I got that one. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, so Batman in real life. Michael mm-hmm. Keaton, as part of his suit, he actually doesn't wear boots. Yes. They're not boots. Mm-hmm. What is he wearing on his feet? They're uh, Jordans, right? They are. Yeah. He's wearing Air Jordans. Jordans. Yep. God, they, they took Air Jordans and painted them black. Black. And then they and put they, like a rubber silicone thing over them yeah, to make them look, to make like, them look like boots. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Dang, dude, you All got right. it. Uh, I, I had a, a question. I'm actually going to change it because I don't like it. Um, a very serious character actor got his start on this movie who was it uh in batman returns mm-hmm. a very serious character actor. actor probably the most serious character actor of all time is that sarcastic no i'm not I, it's i'm being 100 percent serious here he got his start in this movie mm-hmm. well there's it's this... considered his breakout role that made him the icon that he is today well, it's not Christopher Walken. He didn't. This isn't his first movie. Um, it's not Danny DeVito. Uh, there's the circus guy. Three, two, one. Is it the circus guy with the long hair and the beard? No. He's got like a droopy face. Yeah, kind of, I know, know you're talking about? about. No, that is not him. Oh. It is someone that we have talked about on this podcast before. Really? Doug Jones. Oh. <gasps> Doug Jones is in Batman? Yeah, you said the exact same thing when we talked about- Did I? Yeah, I was like, yeah, we we talked about in the uh, the episode with Brittany, the uh, the, the uh, fun Christmas, the non-spooky Christmas, or yeah. Spooktober movies, that Doug Jones got Who his start. He? Who did he? Skinny Clown. He's one of the clowns in it. That's right. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, That's okay. right. We did right. talk about yeah. that. I should have known that. Yeah. All, all right. right, all right. I got one good one. In Batman Returns, mm-hmm. uh, there's a scene where a monkey gives the penguin a note. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Yeah, and I think it's the scene where where Batman had rescued the kids. Yes, I think that's the scene at the end. Um, he gives B- penguin a note. Whose handwriting? Oh, is that yeah. note? And it's a famous person. It's it, it's specifically a famous person who is tied to Batman. Who is tied to Batman? 
Oh, I can't remember. It's one of the creators, isn't it? Bob Kane. You motherfucker. Yeah. You stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have said time to map it. I gave you too much information. I was literally going to go Vincent Price because of Tim Burton, but then you said time to Batman. I'm yeah. like, okay, it's got to well, be Bob, it's Bob Kane. Is one of the, Bob Kane and Bill Finger are mm. the two creators, and um, they do that all the, uh, throughout Batman and Batman Returns. Whenever Batman writes something, they they actually put – that's Bob Kane's handwriting. Oh, that's really fucking cool. They I didn't that. know that. That's yeah. fucking right. Which I okay. thought was pretty cool. Yeah. All right, moving along. Fun one for you here, also about Batman's outfit. I'm I'm trying to I got two that I'm trying to go between here. I'm gonna go with this one. Part of Michael Keaton's claws to come back to play Batman and Batman Returns was he needed one particular thing added to the suit. What was it? <sighs> Something added. Oh, was it a zipper? It was a zipper. So he could pee? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so my other question was gonna be how much did the suit weigh? I think it weighed like 50 pounds. It was 55 pounds. Yeah. That yeah. was the other question. It was, was like gonna, enormously was heavy. Dude, which, okay, so we, we didn't talk about that, but motherfucking Michael Keaton spends the entire movie in that costume and yeah. it's 55 pounds. And it's rubber too. You know, yeah. it's got to be hot and stuff too. Yeah. yeah. It really seals in the flavor. Rich, by the way, the Batman return suit is definitely an upgrade over the original Batman. Yeah. They suit may, and too. he could actually kind of move his neck where he doesn't yeah. have to do that like awkward kind of stuff anymore. I mean, he still does the awkward stiff neck, but all right. Anyways. All right. Batman Returns broke the record for opening weekend. Mm -hmm. It made more money than any movie ever in its opening weekend. Okay. It held that record until the following year. Okay. So 93? What movie uh, took it from Batman Returns? For opening weekend Opening weekend box office, yeah. Jurassic Park? You fuck! Yes! <laughs> Jurassic Park! Oh, man. That was that was good though. That's man. a good one. That's that a good was one. Good, yeah. I literally just that was had to all think, you. Yeah, yeah. I literally had to think what movie came out in '93, and then we've talked about Jurassic Park before in this podcast yep. in '93. But that so. that would be the Spielberg answer. to Spielberg. We yeah. talked about that because any movie like that does well. That's the answer to that question. Is Jurassic it's Park? Because yeah, Jurassic always. Park came on the scene and just like yeah. blew everything up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, I was actually able to come up with some Fat Man trivia. So here we go. I have one. I okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, I do have. one. Yeah, yeah. you you wrote it down at the end. Um. Since you told me there was a, a, a famous another famous person in this, I have not looked at the IMDb page okay, okay. of it. So to to try to stay fair to you, um, when Skinny Man Walter Goggins, the assassin, finally gets to Alaska, what is the name of the hunting store that he goes to to buy his outfit and some gear to assassinate Santa? Oh, I know the scene and everything too. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, like the Centerville. Uh, Outfitter or something like that? No. Three, two, one. Is it not the Centerville Outfitter? No, it's Nelms. Nelms? Yes, and that is because it is the last name of the directors. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I thought it was cool that they called it Centerville because one of Santa Claus's name is Centerclaus. Oh, I didn't know that. And so instead of Santa's Village, it's Centerville. Oh, okay. So that's that, just, that, was wow. a cool that should thing. have been a trivia question. You know what? Yeah, damn it. <laughs> All right, back to Jurassic Park. Uh, <laughs> Which Jurassic Park actor turned down the role of Hans Gruber? Which Jurassic Park actor turned down the, down the role, role of Hans Gruber? Jurassic Park actor turned down the role of Hans Gruber. Yeah. Um, is it 
uh, well, I can't think of his name right now. Um, I'm gonna need a name. Yeah. Um, uh, fuck. What? The, what is his name? Uh, I. Uh, he does have a name. He does. Yeah. Uh, th- thankfully, uh, it's just not in my brain right now. He is named something. He is. Uh, it's it's um scientist guy that does the shirtless uh, lean over scene, right? Um. I'll take the actor's name if you can. I well, I mean, well, the actor's name, yeah. is, or the character. I, I can't think of either one right now. But uh, he the, he was uh the fly. He was in yeah. Um, um, Malcolm was his Malcolm. Yeah, Malcolm. Uh, that that's who I'm saying. I think what is, it is what is his? Why can't I think of the actor's name either now? Uh, the uh, the fucking uh, famous as hell, man. Yeah. <laughs> why are we both? That's a twisted. Tease. It's a twisted tease that's once what again. It is. Yeah. That's what it is. I'm gonna hate myself. Independent. He was in Independence Independ- Day. Yeah, uh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Was it Jeff Goldblum? No, it wasn't. No, okay. <laughs> I had a feeling the moment you're like, yeah, you know him. I was like, okay. No, it's Sam Neill. Oh, that, okay. It was uh, Dr. Grant. Mm, that makes sense. He was going to be Hans Gruber. Yeah. yeah. Uh, dude, talking about him, have you ever seen Event Horizon? I have. Dude. That's a cool movie. That's a great I wanted it. Well, Spooktober, next Spooktober. Dude, Outer Space. Outer Space. There we go. We should do an Outer Space episode. Yep. All right. There we go. Dang. All right. I have two more. So I got a bonus one. All right. So I'll. I'll we can talk about the bonus later. Yeah. In Fat Man, we talked about the military uh-huh. hired Santa's elves and workshop to make this item. Uh-huh. What was it? I know what it is. It was the control panel for their new fighter jet. It was like the F-385 or whatever. Yep. Wow. <laughs> of all the things, I was literally just going to accept computer chip yeah. as it, because that's essentially what it is, but you, you fucking- You on, know why I remember point. that? Because the real life like F-35, mm-hmm. like it costs like, it's like a hundred billion dollars to make <laughs> and it was like a fail. It's like, it's not great. And like it, the military has been like, yeah, it was just kind of a big mistake. And it's like, hey man, that's a hundred billion dollars. That's you, not a. That's not a. You that's cannot a, make mistakes <laughs> when we give you a hundred billion dollars, my dude. Right. Jesus. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. It's because he didn't have Santa's elves to make the. I know the, that's onboard what control panel. Um. Okay. So FBI agent Johnson. Mm-hmm. So there's Agent Johnson and Agent Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, the White Johnson. Okay, the White Johnson. Big. Jo- that's Big Johnson. The Big Johnson. Did they? Really? It's literally on credits. It's Big Johnson, Little Johnson. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, he played a villain henchman in what Richard Donner movie? Uh, who's Richard Donner again? Uh, a, a director. Director. Rich, Richard Donner, the director. Wasn't he a? Um. Okay, so he was a bad guy in a Chevy Chase movie. Um, is that a Richard Donner movie? So that thing is, I actually don't know what movies Richard Donner. I can't off the top of my head think of Richard Donner. Oh, um, but was he, was he a bad guy in Beethoven? Uh, it was like a henchman villain. Henchman villain in. Can you give me a couple um, Richard Donner movies to get my Richard? Well, then I'll tell you the movie. Then. No, I don't don't actually give me the movie. Give me some other movies. I don't know what what who what. Uh, give it to me. The Goonies. Shit! Oh, I am yeah. so upset with myself right now. Because with Ma, you know, he uh-huh. was with Ma, yeah, yeah. And, and then it had the other guys, his brother, and yeah. Yeah, no, honestly, if you give me one hint about Richard Donner, yeah, I would have got that point, so, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, here we go. We talked a lot about Walter Goggins and how he is credited as Skinny Man. Oh, yeah. In the final shootout, though, before it happens... Santa Claus says his real name. Oh, what is no, it? no, no. Was it 
Was it James? Oh, you're. Was it James? Three, like the... two, one. Johnny? Last name? Uh, Valentine? <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, Jonathan Miller. Oh. Yeah. You were close with the J, though. You're close right. with the J. Well, here, here, I have a question. I have yeah. a bonus question for you, and it was the okay. one that I thought up about Fat okay. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how about we do this? If you get it wrong, I get a point. Because I don't want to okay. give you another opportunity. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, no, yeah. We, we've done that. We've done that with me. So if you too. get it right, okay. you get a point. If I get it, if you get it wrong, I get it. Okay. Point. Okay. So it's in Fat Man, the uh-huh. movie Fat Man. Okay. Because there is a third famous person in there. Okay. And he is the head of the military in Fat Man. Okay. What movie did he play in as a child <laughs> that made him famous? Um. <laughs> Okay, so the guy's in his 60s, it looks like. So we have to go back. Uh, to be fair, I don't think he was in his 60s. I don't think he was in his... I don't think so. 50s, 60s? <sighs> I'm going to say 60s. So I'm going to say 60s. I don't think 60s. Okay, so that means too old. He, too old. All right. Yeah. So we're talking probably movie in the 70s that he was a kid? I will give you a hint. It's I, uh, uh, early 80s. Early 80s. Early 80s. Let me let me let me double check that because I know it'll be fucking wrong. Oh man, uh, I need to get. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's early eighties, early eighties. Yeah. So my original idea is not early eighties, so I can't say that. I was gonna say Sandlot, but that came out in nineties, so it's not that. So early eighties movie where he's a kid, it has to be Back to the Future. It's E.T. Oh, that was... Oh, shit. It's Elliot. No way. That's Elliot from E.T. No fucking way. Yeah. Yeah, he was also in uh, The Haunting of Hill House as the dad. Shit, that's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you recognize him from that, though, because he's an adult? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's Elliot from E.T. I actually forgot that The Haunting of Hill House, too. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, shit. Hooray! (laughs) All right. Well, Brando, today we tied five to five. You're kidding. We're going into our last episode in a fucking time, my dude. Are you no, serious? No, no. You're 75. I'm 77. We tied five to five points Oh, today. okay, okay, okay. So that meant it stays. I have a two-point lead, motherfucker. Gosh, dude. Oh, I'm man. getting I'm I'm close, dude. Yeah. Two points. I can I can make that up in one episode. Uh, I, can I mean, yeah, you can. You definitely you definitely can. Oh my gosh. That's dude. insane. Absolutely insane. Dude, this is like the weirdest combo of movies that we're doing for the Jingle Simba Spectacular. <laughs> like Fat Man, Batman Returns, and Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? I don't know, but I love it. <laughs> don't watch any of these movies with your kids, by the uh, way. Uh, no, probably not. No. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So this is awesome, man. This has been so much fun. Brando, Owen, Thank you so much for being on this episode. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. Yeah, I'm so it was so good. I enjoyed it. (laughs) Just I'd love to come back on your show. Your show is so fucking cool, by the way. Like you guys are so funny. I shared it on all my social medias. (laughs) I've been telling all my friends to listen to your show. I I rated it five stars on every single platform. Why do I this feel like just, this is a Trump this joke is just right now? Us you know ourselves. it. She knows it. Everybody, Everybody knows, knows it. it. Banter and such. They got the coolest show. The best podcast ever. Best podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just so stupid. But only we will find this funny if you're drinking twisted tea. Yeah, teas. please. Yeah. Like, also for those of you who are teas. fully sober listening to us right now, yeah, we're not sponsored by them, but just we love their product. 
<laughs> That's got to be our first sponsorship. Well, anyway, where can you find us on social? Yeah, of course. Uh, Banter and Such podcast on Instagram. Banter and Such on Reddit as well. We we're posting a lot on Reddit too. So yeah, feel free to follow us there. And we are proud members of the Helios Network. It's the big old network we've been working to build, putting together some great podcasts Mm -hmm. made by regular people. Yeah, and I want to state that because some people have been asking questions by what we mean by regular people. Yeah. And it's legitimately, it's just none of us are professional comedians or writers. We're just normal people that work in a day job, and we just, everyone that's doing a podcast underneath the network is just regular people that, yeah. I mean, I'll say this. Yeah. Celebrities have taken over the shows. Celebrities have mm-hmm. taken over social media. Celebrities have taken over YouTube. Celebrities have taken over podcasts. Yep. Do you need more fucking celebrities in your life? I'm so sick of celebrities. <laughs> That's why we're regular people, people. Yep. but we're also not making dumb shit. We're actually working really hard to make some great stuff. Yeah. We're, we're, we're trying out here. So, so please check us out at theheliusnetwork.com and you can see some of our amazing podcasts and we keep talking about it. Well, but the one we're highlighting today, today is The Haunting of Siler Tread. Y'all need to get on this, It's man. coming out in a few weeks, December 28th. It is a true horror story about a guy in the 70s living in Iowa. Yes. Uh, and I'm narrating it, and it is, it is something that is crazy. So basically, I found this journal when I moved from L.A. to Nashville back in 2019. I stayed a night in Iowa in this motel, found this journal, and I am reading directly from the journal. And it is got it's so much spooky vibes, mm-hmm. the atmosphere. Dude, I love it. Like put it on when you're in that vibe, man. It's so yeah. perfect for that. I mean, honestly, like there's weird creepy music and ambiance. I deepen my voice a little bit. I slow it down. It's a great uh, podcast to fall asleep to. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, check it out. And you guys can support the show, Banter and Such, at pod.fan slash banter and such. Yeah, you can. Uh, there's a bunch of different level tiers and subscription levels you can get into, each with its own benefit. Like, for example, you can get a shout out on an episode. And we got our first official shout out. Yes, my we dude. We got... Uh, Robert Glennie. Hey, my dude. Yeah, thank you so much. We appreciate it, man. Like, thank you. As as a subscriber, you get a shout out. Yeah, we love you, bro. We got your little message. That, like, I was like, that was really cool. I went and sent it to me, and I was like, dude, look at this. This is fucking cool, man. Look at you. (laughs) Look at you. But on PodFan, if you do subscribe to us on any tier, you get early access to the shows. Uh, and some of the higher tiers, we're going to be given discounts on merch. And we yes. have a bunch of merch that's going to be coming very soon. Yes, very soon. So, hey, man, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Banter and Such. Next week. Oh, my Season finale, God. y'all. Season finale. It is the season finale of season one of Banter and Such. And we're, and we're going hard. Oh, my God. We're going Brando hard. Brando already talked about it. But we are going to be talking about Spider-Man no way home oh, dude i'm oh so, my god we i literally sat down in the studio today to record this episode with owen and i was like dude fucking spider-man yeah. he's like don't you Just say anything no. man no dude, we are like exploding and we're refusing to talk to each other about spider-man because we're saving it for the episode <laughs> yeah dude Oh <laughs> go see Spider Man, please go see it right ah! now. Go see it so you can hear this episode because we are about to freak out, man. <laughs> yes, and uh, it is a season finale, so we have a very nerdy motherfucker that's going to be coming on this. Nikki or Nico, she goes by both, and she, I'm not kidding you, is one of the world's like biggest spi- movie Spider Man 
people yes. ever and I cannot wait because yes. I got to see the movie with her I'm going to go see the movie again with her tomorrow before uh, we record the Spider-Man episode and oh Dude, my god I'm so I think it's going to be our best one uh, I honestly think, I mean, I think every, it's episode, every episode's our best episode that is Brando. true that is true <laughs> alright y'all well I'm Brando and I'm Owen and until next time may your week be filled with BS and Spider-Man yeah go see it for go real see it. go fucking see this movie <laughs> drinks have you had today already uh well we had my family christmas party earlier today with my mom oh i went over to my mom's house yeah okay and uh i had um had a few oh okay and now i have a few more sitting in front of me that i'm gonna get into (laughs) that i'm gonna get into i gotta get this script first make sure i don't like to i don't like to like i like if i have something i want to say i always use notes Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the intro and outro. This, I've done this, uh, you know, 30 times, <laughs> but I still always look at my... I, dude, I was telling... I've been telling everybody, like Malaku and all them, like, get a script, have it in front of you. Yeah. I was going to have us do that at the same time. Oh. But, I, well, I'll order another... I'll open another one. Ah, there we go. Cheers, buddy. Oh, yeah, dude. Another bro episode. Another bro. <laughs> Yo, bro. Trust a bro moving company. Oh, man. What was I going to say? I was going to say something funny. Oh, yeah. Our fucking after. Hey, welcome to the banter and such. I'm our, Brando. No, <laughs> that what you about to say? This, the after. Uh, after. Oh, it was so good. Our after credits scene. Yeah. Of our la- Was it last episode? It was me, you, and Lexi? Mm-hmm. Dude, that was so funny, man. Oh, man. I love how we were just having fun. Yeah. Dude, I, I was listening to the last episode again today, and I, w- I was cracking up. Our last two one have been fucking fire. Dude, no joke. I, I listen to our episodes, and I legitimately laugh. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm... I'm 
I enjoy listening, I think, as much as I enjoy <laughs> recording. <laughs> I am okay with that statement. And for you listeners at home that are listening to this right now, Brando does not know we are currently recording. Oh, are we recording? <laughs> yeah. I got to ask before I say the intro. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go.